Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 over par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season three of the pod where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. Lots of beer. Lots of beer, JR. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you dugout. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by PGA of Canada apprentice professional and manager of Invictus Golf, Ashton Romanuk, and his St. James Junior Connects teammate and Glendale Golf and Country Club stud and Monday putter regular, Rory Neal. You'll also hear from the owner of Invictus Golf. Well, fitting that uh, the first thing we hear is a golf ball hitting a giant screen. I guess, can you call it a screen? It's a screen. It's a screen. It's We may call it a screen golf. It's been called screen golf, virtual golf, indoor golf. We'll, we'll ask later. But yeah, We are live on location, and we're actually on video as well. So hello to uh, all of our... Millions and millions of fans worldwide. And most definitely the classiest place we've ever recorded. And we've recorded in St. Charles, Breezy Bend, uh, everywhere that's classy in Winnipeg, Southwood. That you think would be classy, but this place is beautiful. It puts the sassy in class sassy. It is it is gorgeous. We really appreciate the hospitality. We just had, wait, what did we have there? What were we drinking? I don't even, Toki, is that how you pronounce it? Centauri whiskey? Toki. Is that what it is, Sean? Yes. Okay, so you're going to hear a little bit from Sean. Sean owns the place. Uh, the, the first time he saw me was when I got hit in the head with a hockey puck. That was his first introduction to a hockey game. And he's like, oh, that's the guy. That's the guy who also does the podcast. Funny enough. So uh, now you can see me without my head wrapped up like a zombie. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> you look, look better. better. I look better, yeah. 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 And uh, funny enough, we also have a couple of St. James Canucks with us. So we'll talk about a little bit of hockey, a little bit of golf. And, well, let's let's get into Bryce because Bryce Malashewski, he's been with us for two seasons now. Awesome dude. Also at St. Charles. His office is probably about as swanky as this. It's a cool, well, yeah. I've like, never been invited. You need a few more fax machines in here, though. That's the only difference. Yeah. You use a few more fax machines. But you can get a hold of Bryce. He is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Give him a call, 204-515-3446. And you can also check him out on our link tree. So just go to our yeah. social media bios, click that link. And he will be the first person that comes up. So uh, check him out. Come check us out. So Invictus Golf, that's what we're calling. That's what we're calling. You got the sign out front here. We're on Keniston Boulevard. Uh, we're by Safeway. There is Aqua Essence next door. I don't know how the fuck they fit a pool <laughs> next door here. But there's a swimming pool next door. And we got one, two, three, four bays. Six bays. Six bays? Six Where bay. are the other two? Two private two bays. Two private bays in the back. Oh. oh. 
So what can we do in the private bays? Anything? Anything you can imagine, JR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we teach some lessons down Let's the line. not go that far. <laughs> we have large imaginations. <laughs> we certainly do. But this place is mint. We talked about it. It's beautiful and really well done. So what? First, okay, let's introduce ourselves here. So we got Ashton and we got hey. Rory. Hello. And we got Sean. Hello. <laughs> so Sean owns a place. We already mentioned that. And so Ashton, what do you do here? Uh, I'm the manager here. Okay. And then Rory? I'm just an employee. Just an employee. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I should add, I also teach lessons. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get into that because yeah. you, you, uh, you got your PGA. Yes, correct. This summer. This, um, yeah. Huge. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit, but I guess first and foremost, we always like to start off this way and you all can answer it or not, but maybe we'll start with, do you want to be Romo? Do you just want to be called Romo? Okay. So we'll start with Romo of how you got into the game of golf. I guess I got into the game of golf starting at La Brokery Golf. Mm-hmm. Starting at La Brokery Golf uh, when I was 16 and I didn't even care about golf. I just needed a job. That was working, your first? First yeah. first job ever working okay. at a golf course in the back, in back shop. How old? I was 16. Yeah, 16. You said that. 16, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was that was it. I kind of just needed a job for the summer before school started back up. I wanted to make a little bit of cash and I saw the golf course was hiring. I was like, you know what? Might as well jump in. And then a couple of buddies in the crew said, you got to come swing some sticks. Swung in. Wasn't bad <laughs> off the hop. Really? And then I kind of just picked it up from there. Wow. So you started at 16 or you started golf? Yeah. At 16 yeah. years old. 16, first time what? I ever wow. Yeah. Wow. And now you're a professional. Short road to a professional. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anybody years, can yeah. do it. I think yeah. I, I started, at, easy. started at 10 and I'm still <laughs> still hacking it around. <laughs> the long the long road. You're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the real yeah. long road. How about yourself, Rory? Uh, I was a little bit of a different path. So mm-hmm. my dad played a lot of golf. Um, I guess when I was younger and then kind of just started when I was young, just something to do with your dad and probably around four or five years old. Didn't play a whole ton, but would definitely go out once every week or couple weeks in the summer. And then gradually kind of as I got into my early teens, I started to play a little bit more. And then uh, the first year uh, COVID started was when I kind of first started to like spend my own money on my own set of clubs and mm-hmm. I think COVID was the year I really started to take golf a little more seriously like I think a lot of people did and then ever since then I just kind of fell in love with it and it's just been uh, the biggest part of my summer I guess for the last few years now. And now I'm guessing this is your first job in golf. First indoor. I, I worked mm-hmm. uh, I've worked at two golf courses. I used to work at Glendale Golf and Country Club where I'm still a member and then just this past summer I was uh, at Breezy Bend as well. Okay. And so I guess, did you, both of you both played Monday putter? Cause I know you must have played Monday putter yeah. a few times. Yeah. No, I didn't play Monday putter. No, no. Just decided to go straight yeah. to the, they have straight it out the professional the No, we don't have anything out in the country. Okay. Out of the, we don't, it's only the private courses that run that Monday putter. Right. There's a, a Southeast putter league kind of happening on out there, but it's more of a 55 plus thing going on. So nothing really for the, the younger age group out there. Well, why don't you start some? You got the power now. I don't know if there's enough scratch golfers out there. <laughs> you don't have to be. <laughs> Start it up. And so is that, I guess, is that you're born and raised in, from LeBrokery? Le uh, actually, no. I was born and raised here in Winnipeg. Okay. And then I moved to uh, LeBrokery when I was eight years old, and I've mm. been there ever since. So consider it born and raised. But yeah. And it used to be Laverandre. Correct. It was Laverandre. And yeah. at a time, we mentioned it before we came on here, and when Mike uh, and I were texting back and forth about how this is going to be a three-hour show, my first experience of golf was at LeBrokery. So is that Labrandre? Because my dad's best friend, his family used to own the course. At, at least they built the course. Yeah. And it only started in '82. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I was five or six. I went out there. I crashed a golf cart into a tree because, I mean, of course, 
I was five years old, didn't know how to drive, but they let me drive the golf One cart. Of the five who trees cares? Out yeah, golf. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I hit it. <laughs> I've uh, I've never played LeBrocree. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had I've had some back and forth with them on the Instagram, and they've in- invited us out there. I'm not sure of who you, who the uh, social media manager is out there, but uh, the course looks great. And they had a great drone footage that we commented on, and they said come out anytime and. We're just busy. Just haven't. We're busy people. And yeah, so, uh, next year, it's on the bucket list. So yeah. so back to the switching from Laverandre to Lab mm-hmm. Golf. Now that happened in just after the year of COVID in 2019. Mm-hmm. We switched ownership now, total new ownership. So that's uh, that's kind of the reason behind the golf course being in great shape now. Like we have no shortage of money going into it. We have a big budget now, so we can kind of spend the money on the things that, we, that were neglected before. So we're kind of proud of that. And the last two seasons have been just amplified from each other mm-hmm. and well the gentleman who brought me out also a co-worker of mine uh gil goche uh he still lives on the golf course but he does not play golf in a house <laughs> he lives in a house oh that's <laughs> good <laughs> shout out to gil he lives on an outhouse on six <laughs> what, was, what was sean yeah. how did sean get into the yeah. game of how did you get into the game of golf sean well i started playing golf during the covid i was kind of decided to go to move to uh, toronto and then because of the coffee, I stayed in Winnipeg and I was bored. And then one of my friends <laughs> said, Yo, let's play golf. I say, okay. And, <laughs> and now I'm, you're playing golf. Yeah, I've been playing golf for two years. And then I started the business. That's about it. Wow. <laughs> so now hopefully you're going to get real good at it. Well, I'm not bad. Yeah, He's gotten a lot better since Ashton and I started giving him some it swing tips. Already in that. the single digits or... <laughs> A 20 handicapper. He's, He's such not a, a sandbagger. He's not He's a, such a sandbagger. I know guys who have been playing for 30 years are still double, we s- double digits. We've watched so. the guy shoot low 70s on the Sims. He's <laughs> yeah, not a 20, not a 20 handicapper. handicapper. He's a pretty <laughs> he, good player. He loves to just say the 20 <laughs> handicapper. Shark. Get some yeah. money off. Sean you the shark. He wants, he wants you to give him 20 shots and then take your money. <laughs> He's going to fit in well at Southwood. We also <laughs> mentioned that too. Uh, Steeper is my coach. Oh, okay. So if you're shit... We can blame him. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's all <laughs> him. All Steve first full. <laughs> Shout out to Steve. You can hear uh, him and his wife on uh, season one. They wrapped up season one of the 18 Over Par podcast. So if you scroll all the way back to that, you can uh, listen to both him. Great people. And his wife. Yeah, great people. Southwood, uh, also great place to be. Uh, Glendale, uh, LeBrokery. We're going to be everywhere this summer. Steeper senior. Mm. Few lessons in with him uh, back in the day. Uh, look out for Jim Steep. Jim Steep. You'll find him in a parking lot at Tuxedo. He's always ready to help you out. But anyways, uh, jumping back into this place, how did this come about? I guess is that more of a question for for Sean? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, I start my golf game in uh, different indoor golf place, mm-hmm. and then I say uh, I kind of like indoor golf, and then. It's easier, so I just think, oh, uh, how about I start my own? Mm. And because traditional indoor golf, all darker, sporty, I say, oh, how about like uh, we have some classic one here? That's how I uh, start my idea. Mm. That's how this one came up. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because it is. It's a beautiful spot. What are yeah. we using here? Two vision. Yeah, two vision. Okay. And so, what did you two do, Romo and Rory? So I started here a week before Rory did, and uh, 
I uh, honestly just implied on Indeed, and the the ad was just for a server slash like swing bay attendant. Mm. And uh, I was kind of just looking, you know, I was like, oh, I might as well stay in golf this summer. Maybe I could teach a few lessons here and there, mm -hmm. kind of in and out. And then I uh, sent in my resume, and I think about three hours later, I get a message from Sean. says, hey, can you come to the store for an interview? <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess like, I'll be there tomorrow. So then we kind of came in, and I walked in, and I didn't know if anybody was in here because I couldn't see anything. The place was a full-on war zone in here. There was boxes everywhere, construction, scaffolding. <laughs> it was a total disaster. And here comes this little little guy out of the back corner. He comes out and he says, hey, uh, you here to golf? I was like, nope. <laughs> Doesn't look like I can golf in here. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah, no, ever since then, uh, it's been a been a good uh, good experience so far. You know, Sean's, Sean's been a great great owner so far great uh great colleague and uh week week later i said well rory i'm looking my buddies are looking for a job mm -hmm. we think we can get him an interview and uh rory's interview consisted of 18 holes about 15 beers <laughs> and some calzones actually i think calzones yeah oh we love the staple calzones. around where? here mr. mr calzone mr calzone how about that yeah mr calzone. i don't have enough calzones in my life you sure? No, no. Mm -hmm. I get a calzone from Little Pizza Heaven. I've actually mm, never had a calzone from uh, Mr. Calzone. Mr. Calzone. But we'll, we'll get into that later, yeah, maybe. As well. but, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. just to kind of experience this. And I don't know if we want to get into too much of the of the costs of this, but they got what hydraulics underneath to. Yeah. So the bays, uh, the floors uh, move side to side, back to front, uh, to simulate uh, a little bit more of the slope that you'd mm -hmm. see on a regular golf course, right. which is something that I think is relatively new in the simulator world. As mm -hmm. a lot of other places are just kind of flat ground, flat turf. So a little bit more of a real life interactive experience there. Mm -hmm. And then to touch on that too: the difference between our swing bays, our floors, than other two visions are. Um, R2 Vision Plus, there's dual swing plates. So your stance moves as well as the fairway moves in two different directions, totally opposite of your feet. Oh, so there's actually three okay. there's actually three plates that move on this floor instead of just one solo plate. Right. It's almost like you're getting raised on a platform. So if it's I guess bending so or going one feet, way. Yeah, or above that's your all feet. it is. But now you can say there's like three three different variations exactly, of it. Yeah. Wow. Are there other two vision plus facilities in Winnipeg? I believe the St. James. Is the only. I think the other St. James Ours facility, the, only. Mm. the other St. James Golf Zone also Zon. has it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But as far as I'm concerned, the other um, the other simulators around are just the standard two vision if they have the two vision or a different technology entirely. Yeah, like uh, Avid's the the GC Hawks. Right. Yeah. And I think T-Box is golf, uh, golf Zone, but they're not the two vision plus. Right. Right. Yeah. We dove into that last season. Mm-hmm. Or actually, this at the beginning, beginning of, this, of season. this season. It's been a long freaking season. Holy crap. But uh, I was getting zoned earlier today at JB's uh, at the St. James location. I like to say getting zoned. Do you think that could catch on? <laughs> Understandably, you're called Invictus. Uh, but I just like saying, uh, let's hey, let's go get zoned yeah. this afternoon. But yeah, you maybe got something going there. You might need a maybe. new, you might need a a new stretch voice for, uh, for Invictus. But, yeah. Uh, let's get invicted. <laughs> I don't mind that. I like that. That could catch on. That could catch on. That's interesting. It's it, it seems like the the tech the technology is amazing and mm -hmm. and it's so fun you know 
it's uh it's like arcade golf that's almost selling it short because i think there's so much more to it than that and you can use it as a, a teaching tool mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys can talk a little bit about the software and the hardware and and how it works it's all camera based yeah so there's cameras everywhere there's the cameras so uh, you'll notice uh, watching a bit just kind of like uh, as soon as someone swings you're gonna see videos of their club path um, their their uh and then you'll get to see a full video from them from the side of their swing as well. So as far as teaching goes, um, it's a great tool. You can kind of like watch yourself swing after you mm-hmm. swing and any kind of corrections that you need to make. It's definitely helps in the game of golf to be able to see what you're doing wrong rather than just being told. So uh, mm. the, the multiple cameras certainly make a difference for sure. And then just to touch on the software end of things more on exactly what Rory said, but just to add into what actually goes on with those cameras. So there's two um, 4K sensors happening mm. above you and directly in front of you on the swing bay that you can see. And each of those sensors has 400 infrared. So there's 200 per sensor. There's 400 infrared dots that actually reads your club data well before uh, and during impact. So that would give, that's what gives us all our club data that hops, hop, pops up at the bottom of the screen there. So you get everything from dynamic loft, launch angle, speed, Jeez. club head speed, ball speed, smash factor. Ridiculous. All those things run off those 400 infrared sensors running off yeah. the and two I, cameras. Me and JR have spoken before, and mm-hmm. I had never played virtual golf 20 years ago, but the technology then was... It was all about how hard the ball hit the screen, I think. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. That, that's what we think. That's what we think. We don't know. Don't know. Yeah. But like, yeah. It was it's all based on, now. like, yeah. yeah, I think how hard you hit the screen. And, and it's obviously came uh, a far ways from yeah. that. And it and it's realistic now, you know? Yeah, Almost I think, too realistic in that yeah. I'm not that good. <laughs> well, on, let's, let's say you got your card in your pocket. I got my card. So you can go around. So your card, I guess, what is it? You can sign up for it. Well, I'm not sure if Invictus is offering we the, are, we the will golf be, yeah, zone. We are, uh, it's like soft uh, open, so they're definitely going to be coming. But you just download the app, the golf zone uh, app online, mm-hmm. and then create your profile. And then when you go to play a screen, they'll just give you a number, and you can sign in. And it's kind of the same as any other handicap system. It tracks your online handicap and right. all your rounds with your buddies and, and all that stuff. And, and my my... Screen golf handicap is 13. My real handicap is, well, it's, it's at a 17 now. I had a good end to my year right. on the turf, on the turf, but uh, I'm a better player at screen golf. I don't yeah. know. So just touch on that. Like, I think a lot of people come into the Sims, and once you kind of figure out how Sim golf works, you realize that. There's a few things here that make it a lot easier than actually playing outside in the elements, right? Like putting's a big thing. As soon as you figure out putting on here, you like these guys over here, they'll call me a sim putter, but I think I've drained about <laughs> 3,000 yards of putts on these the things. The best putter on can, the sim I've ever can, seen. I'll drain 75 footers with my eyes closed on this thing, but yeah. I no. want to get into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come putting, for a lesson. Putting can, be, putting is always mm-hmm. been the biggest struggle with screen golf, virtual Absolutely, golf. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, totally making that realistic and and even, even just enjoyable. Game. Some people will play screen golf and, and it'll just be automatic. Yeah, two concedes hit from green, how far right? you are based yeah. on the hole. But yeah. with golf... Zon. I say golf zon. I don't golf. That's the, te- that's it's, the it's technology. technology. It's, it's golf, it golf simulators. Zone or golf yeah. zon. Golf zon. Yeah. Oh, I'm a zon guy. Yeah. Some people say zone. Yes. No, no yeah. e at the end, so it wouldn't be zone. <laughs> right. 
I, I know fanatics. Yeah. <laughs> We're in media-ish. Um, but it's, it's certainly different than putting in real life. But it's still, there's a strategy to it, and, and it's a consistent strategy that you can, you know, you putt to, there's a laser, you, you know, reads it, maybe not in the more difficult is there a laser in the more difficult levels of the game so, that so you're aiming to? And yeah, so depending on the settings, rambling. depending on the settings you play on, you can choose to play on like amateur settings, pro settings, tour settings, and based on that, you can essentially change the difficulty of how difficult putting is. So, um, we were talking earlier about uh, the golf's on World Championship that's going on right now. So that's on the most difficult difficulty where there's no putting assist at all. So that putting, mm. you're not just putting it straight all the time. You have to aim. So you're putting. Um, sort of diagonal in the simulator and, and it changes things a lot and makes it a lot harder. But for your more... Um, Sorry, do you get a distance reading in that situation? Or yes, not you still at get all? a distance yeah. reading, but uh, you get no other help towards putting at all. Right. There's not even a Up laser in, on the like floor. Elevation. You get elevation and everything like that, but, but there's nothing else they to don't help tell you. Like for On the amateur mm -hmm. settings, for example, if you listen and you, you can aim that laser, they kind of give you a point to where to aim at, which would be like the ideal aim point to hit the putt. On the yeah. tour settings, they don't give you that. So it's a little more realistic as if you're reading your own putts as if you were on the real courses. Mm -hmm. You're not given necessarily that virtual caddy, they call it. Right, right. So then just to touch on something that's going to be happening here, hopefully in the near future, is we're going to be adding something in that no one else in the city, I don't even think even no one else in Canada has actually, if Sean told me correctly. But uh, we'll be getting projectors hanging from the middle of each bay. And okay. it'll actually project the green onto the floor. Oh, wow. Yes. So you should make putting even you'll better actually than it be is able currently. You'll actually be able to see, depending on where the hole is, you'll actually be able to see the break and everything onto the floor of what you're putting oh, on. Oh, that's wow. cool. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be pretty sweet once we get that installed and once we get that up and running, hopefully in the near future here. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure no one else in Canada has that. That's super cool, and I think we've... We've seen some applications like that, more for like a training aid. Yes. And, and you know, a, certain greens that move on the floor, right? Exactly. Mm. And so that would, could you, it could be, would it almost in an amateur mode draw out the putt for you? Yep. Or like yep. those? Yep. That's super cool. Wow, your handicap's going to get real low. Super low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Scratching yeah. Scratch right away. Yeah. And and then we should get Golf Canada involved <laughs> and hook up my virtual golf to yep. my Put them together. Golf Canada. Not Put them together. Yeah. I'm not sure why. You're going to go play out with your buddies though, and you're not going to be swinging it too right. Well. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. We take a quick break to hear from Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor. Protection Fund. Well, Bryce, it's uh, it's great to uh, to have you on and to have a quick chat. My first question is, uh, what can an investment advisor like yourself from Endeavor Wealth uh, do for me, and how can that differ from my my current experience of trading with Wealthsimple, uh, just based on my the recent Twitter feeds. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for having me on you guys. Yeah. D discount brokers like well, simple, uh, certainly have their place. Uh, but at the end of the day, you get what you you pay for. Uh, those platforms are very limited in what they offer and they're more ideal for just basic trading. So if that's what you're looking to do, it, it, it's really not a bad platform for that. But what we do at Endeavor, uh, we take a more holistic approach. Uh, we examine an individual's needs, uh, both short-term and long-term, and we go way beyond just investments. 
We look for tax opportunities, ensuring the decisions you are making today uh, minimize your overall tax that you might be paying. Uh, we also help our clients address estate and insurance needs. So really anything we can do to assist in your overall wealth management approach. And going back to some of those discount brokers and, and, and things that you see on the internet, uh, a lot of times people don't realize the amount of intrinsic risk that they're taking on with with making some of those trades and so finding balance is is another key thing that we do for our clients at at endeavor that was bryce malachewski who is an investment advisor with endeavor wealth management part of ia private wealth and a member of the canadian investor protection fund you can contact bryce at 204-515-3446 well you did mention the the difficulty level so are there three when it I comes to technology from the well, okay. sorry amateur is um the middle setting, and yeah, then we, okay. you can go down to beginner or beginner junior. junior yeah. uh, so then you five, I believe. Yeah, so amateur pro tour, mm. big amateur beginner, junior. junior. Right. Okay. Because I think you're usually on amateur. Right? Amateur's probably, the default. You know, it's the default. Okay. If you don't, yeah. if most people come in here, they just want to load up their round of golf. Right. They probably don't even realize mm. they're loading it onto amateur, which is just the default setting. It's what mm. most people play on. Amateur makes it sound easy. It's still not easy. You still have to get the ball in the hole. It's still golf, right. but that's just the default setting. But it's fun. It's almost like, I don't want to sell it short, but it's almost like an arcade golf. Yeah. And keeps you coming back. But also, I'm hitting it. I'm hitting my seven iron 175 yards today uh, on the screen golf. That doesn't happen a lot in real golf. Or even hitting my driver consistently in the fairway 270 260 i'm thinking that this the amateur setting is taking maybe some spin off of my ball or or what are those settings doing i'm not 100% sure what the technology does i know there's certainly especially on the junior settings we uh, one of our uh, one of our friends Sons came in, Tyler's son. Um, and yeah, actually, quick shout out Tyler from True Hockey. Yeah, our oh, sponsor. Came in with his son. <laughs> yeah, had set up the Canucks with a set a bunch of bunch of wheels for the season and everything like that. Oh, yeah, he brought oh, his wow. discounts as well on hey, sticks. I, I and wear such. True. I yeah. wear True. Great company. Yeah, absolutely. I don't skate very fast, Super but that, I'm not going to blame that it's on not the, the skates. skates. It's not the Definitely skates. Not the skates. And Mike no. supplying the stickers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got some helmet stickers for the there go. For dubs. Beautiful. There we go. Shout Absolutely. out to Jerry Jones. I work at give you a hard time. Sticker factory. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, back to back to the settings. Yeah. So I know on the junior settings especially, um, it, it tells you there's giving you some distance aids. So maybe you're hitting it 100 yards, but the distance bonus is giving you 40% more distance. So it's helping mm. uh, like the younger crowd hit a little farther, be a little more consistent or straightened out a little bit. So I'm not 100% sure to the specifics of which settings aid you and how much, but mm. there is um, definitely some of that in the technology at certain settings for sure. Just to touch on that too, like when we go up into the tour mode and everything like that too, <laughs> the ball rolls out more from chip shots, more spin kind of, the greens will hold a little more depending, like I know when we play on the tour, yeah, when we play the tournament the, there, like depends on the speed of the, the greens too, definitely but yeah. more realistic. Like I feel like on the amateur mode, we were kind of getting a little frustrated because you feel like you hit a 12 yard chip and it's supposed to roll out right. five, six yes. feet and it don't. Yeah. And it does. It only rolls it out a yard, sticks. right? It stops quick. So Tour, on the tour mode, yeah. we've noticed playing at uh, Marco Simone there that uh, all of our chips, we have to start playing them a little more realistic and they actually roll down to the cup mm. how we want them to. Yeah. Which is good. I think it's good because it, it kind of 
draws in the crowd of any level of golfer can come in here and have a good time with yep. it. No matter like whether you're going to come shoot 110 or 65, you're going to enjoy your time here. And that's mm-hmm. the most important part. Well, we touched on it before and yeah, like this is, it's fun. And the atmosphere and the setting for it just leads into that where it's, you can go say you have, you know, a group of friends that are a couple of bays over. Well, you can go and still like have drinks with them as opposed to you're just stuck with your foursome or whatever it might be on the golf course or if you're playing at Glendale you're in an eight some but we won't get into that <laughs> shout out to Chappie I actually asked him this season if we could play in a five some he's like we don't do that at Glendale <laughs> uh, it's a classy place <laughs> it, is, <yeah. laughs> it is a classy place but it is fun and kind of feeding into the fun of that is you guys have your soft open right now so can we book online we haven't uh, uh, we haven't d- our website design is not fully complete yet should be up and running soon uh, the website should be finished in next week. Okay. The online bookings. Okay, that'd be great. And actually, we run 24 hours after our website's finished. You could book mm. online, come middle of the night. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. That's all my idea. You know, some people are busy day, day times and maybe taking care of their kids, have to work. Middle of night, nothing to do, just come to uh, Invictus Golf. Like, shoot a couple balls, play right. holes 40 minutes, and then go home. Wow. Yeah, we're actually opening 24 hours. You are? Okay. So you're going to have, like, staff here, or is it going to yeah, be like, yeah. oh, okay. In the okay. beginning, it's going to be, uh, we will put a staff uh, whole night. But mm-hmm. uh, later on, we might do, like, non-staff. You just... When you're booking and you sign up, you get a code mm-hmm. and then you enter the door and mm-hmm. play by yourself. After that, you just oh, wow. leave. Yeah, that's excellent. That's cool. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that, like that, a that'd be one of its 24 hour gym that yeah. I've never been in. <laughs> same, same thing as Good Life, kind of same kind of concept. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing is here is we just wanted to be a little bit different than your average, you know, golf simulator and, and kind of add to what more can we add to this place to make it, you know, kind of better than your average, just normal golf simulator. Yeah, and it certainly feels like it when you walk in. I mean, it, it feels almost like, I don't know, if you've been in the States, like if you've been to Manhattan, I haven't. But it's like going to a lounge in Manhattan and getting that $20 drink. I'm sure the drinks aren't going to be $20 here. Well, now you just said that, Jerry. Maybe they will like, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you right. set, very paying for those? Yeah. <laughs> you set the price Maybe point right thing, there. But, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at a, a, a beautiful 20-foot tree right now. Yeah, there's a tree right there. I'm, I'm assuming it's not real. Yeah, that is not a real tree. It is not a real tree. <laughs> what is it? Unfortunately, they wouldn't let us put a real tree. What through type the floor. of tree is this artificial tree? It's just an artificial that's tree. A, that's a question for Sean. Sean, you want to touch on is the tree that in the stork? Is that a maple? Well, to be honest, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it looks great. Sorry, sorry for putting you on the spot. Yeah. I think the other thing that I noticed that is different is your ceilings. How high are your ceilings from the the deck? Uh, I think 24 or 26 feet. Right. Yeah. And in some places, there may be 15 or 12. Yeah. And taller people, not myself, can hit a drive. They're skimming their driver on the mm-hmm. ceiling. There's no way you're going to do no. that here unless you have a Sandy Curseba <laughs> six foot long. <laughs> yeah, six foot long driver. Club. Yeah. But yeah, we have run skates. into that. I have. So playing at Southwood and trying the Sims, like when well, I was demo day and I did, I hit the ductwork. Right. I had the ductwork with the driver. Yeah. So shout out to Callaway. Yeah. Hopefully no one bought that club and, that uh, I was demoing. Belly, Belly Handro, he, uh, he hit a ceiling. Or at a, Glendale. At Glendale, yeah. Yeah, he was trying out a Sim, Sim. driver. Or stealth or whatever it was. Whatever it was. And uh, he did he break it? 
He broke the projector. He broke something. Something bad His happened. His confidence. But he's but he's a big dude, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a big dude, but you can come in here and you can swing away. Are there any plans to maybe join up with a manufacturer or have demo days potentially even here? Actually, we were just speaking about that today, yeah. actually. So okay. um, kind of through my connections in, in the organization and also through Rory there at Glendale, hopefully we can get uh, all the... All the companies in here have mm-hmm. a bay for Callaway, a bay for Titleist, a bay for TaylorMade, right. a bay for Cobra kind of thing going on. I think it would be a, maybe a pretty sweet thing for the, the companies to come in here during the off time mm-hmm. and get some demo days in. I know a lot of people, a lot of the new clubs come out in December, January. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. Sorry, we got some some Chinese Maja going on in the background. They oh, do on the mic. Maja. Even better. Well, weren't you guys playing that the other night and having uh, a couple drinks? We Correct. were, yeah. Sean's, uh, oh. Sean's taught Ashton and I the ways of, of Mahjong, and it's actually been a lot of fun. I don't know if either of you guys have ever nope. tried it, but uh, no. it's a little tricky to learn. You get some some symbols and that look like complete foreign languages, which they are, but uh, once you learn, we got we got some English cheat sheets over there, and you learn it, and you catch on pretty quick, and it's, it's a lot of fun, it's actually. It's been two back-to-back 2 a.m.ers for me and Sean here playing <laughs> Mahjong. <laughs> this is my... Uh, Pass this to Sean. That's my name on my golf song app. Can you read that? It's in Korean, I think. I think it says Mike Smith Golden Boy Lightning. If you don't explain to me, I kind of have a hard time to understand. That's okay. <laughs> I, I don't know how different Korean is from Chinese, but yeah, I imagine yeah. it's different. Yeah, that's funny. That's but actually- you're only allowed English letters or Korean symbols, symbols, and uh, I, I, I did a little bit of translate, and <laughs> put a little, some a little Google Translate awesome. on there. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, long did that take you? That was probably about a good thirty minutes at work. Not at work. Never <laughs> on company time. Uh, how many uh, how many courses we got uh, access to here? 200 plus. 200 plus. Wow. And more are, are always being put on and developed and such. They have so, a lot of the courses are obviously real courses. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's some that are like user made and uh, like company made. So like different yeah. kind of weird ones. Like there's, we played this one where there's like these massive like, Cliffs and rocks. It's called like, uh, Life. Yes. What's it called? Exactly. Yes. Life, Life GC. Life, Life GC. I've played yeah. it. It's great. So there's like Plain big rocks and grand cans. It's super stuff, fun. Which, and you yeah, it's cool. It creates a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, playing into the fun aspect. Yeah. So then, yeah. again, to the 200 plus courses and them adding, they add new courses in, I want to say almost weekly. Yeah. I think because every time you load into a new game, there's they have, just like on YouTube, an ad pops up kind of mm-hmm. thing while it's loading in and it's always a new course in there. Play our newly added course, newly added course. And then to touch on that too again, like they're so up to date with these courses that Sean was telling me that if a tree gets cut down within a month, that tree will be gone. Oh, really? On the golf wow. course in virtual. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they actually update everything on here. Wow. It's pretty, they change a bunker. That bunker is going to be changed within probably three, four weeks. That's incredible. And yeah. I, kind of going back to, you know, right now, can we just reach out to you guys on Instagram to get a time here, uh, whatever it may be, or you yeah. got a phone number? Yeah, you can book through uh, Instagram DMs, or we do okay. have a phone number. It's on the website. Yeah, it's okay. 204-488-6177. Nice. We'll put a, a link to the website on our link tree. So if you're looking for that and you want to come out and uh, just see this see this atmosphere, really, I don't even want to golf. I just want to sit here and drink. I mean, I may, I may, I may. And play you can't. You have no idea how happy that makes Sean sound over there. <laughs> That's that was Sean's goal. Right, this place. It was. It's I, a very inviting place. Mm-hmm. It is a lounge in here. It totally is where you can. And I heard there's going to be a, a huge 
can we mention what it's going to be? An LCD yeah, yeah. screen that we got coming in yeah, here? it'll be a massive 150-inch LCD screen wow. above the dining area. So if you want to come, we're going to have food and everything, some beverages, mm -hmm. watch the Jets game, whatever, you know, same, kind of the same thing you'd go to Boston Pizza for or right. go out, you know, Smitty's wherever with your buddies and have a drink and watch a sports game. We're, we're going to have that atmosphere in here too. So even if you're not necessarily coming to golf, absolutely feel free to come hang out. And Well, there's even a little nook over here. So what is that going to kind of be... Like, what is that area going to be over there? Well, it's for later coffee and tea. That's like oh, a okay. traditional Chinese setup. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, traditional and Chinese tea bar. Yeah, and the uh, the scissor lift is traditional. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's made in Canada. Uh, I, I don't think it's made in Canada, but probably, yeah. yeah but know. no, it's a nice, quaint little area over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's beautiful and again welcoming. We got the holiday so, decor up here. We got what this uh, is this actual whoop. Dior that we're looking at here? Yeah, this is from uh from China, but yes, actual Dior. Custom made. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I well, like it. Who is the decorator? Well, uh, I hired a designer in China, so they actually oh. designed the whole store. Really? Whoa. Yeah, I hired a designer did the three hundred uh, seven hundred twenty degrees inside so they put an actual furniture in and then they design for me and then i just follow whatever they they design and <laughs> wow. then they are, yeah <laughs> that's so, incredible you can do that that's easy that's easy <laughs> it was we, when we when ashton and i uh first got hired here we actually essentially built all of this furniture and unpackaged all the stuff that was just in packages and um when we were first starting to put things down we were just literally looking at sean's phone at the pictures of this chinese design <laughs> photos from him and just where things went yeah we'd have about 16 different legs for 16 different tabletops and sean would pick up one and he'd say let's build this one and then he put it down and say no no let's build this one and then we couldn't find the screws for that one so we had to build that one and then uh, that table over there in the t we actually thought we were missing the legs for it and no one believed me that those little bird cages, cages cat cages whatever you want to call them were the legs no one believed me so sean thought uh they shipped didn't ship the legs for him but uh mm. we finally figured out that those were it after looking through a few hundred pictures <laughs> Uh, you guys think that maybe that was a test of Sean's? Yep, could have been to to, to prove that you guys are or worthy valuable employees. Yeah, it could have been. I Actually, he, so. he, is, he thinks a lot like that, so I I mean wouldn't put it past him. What uh, what used to be in this space, if I can ask? Well, uh, I think it's a clothing store, but clothing I'm store. not sure the brand. It's called okay. Rays or Ray? oh, Reebok. Reebok. Oh, yeah, they had Reebok. Yeah. All never the heard of them. Yeah, really? yeah never, never heard yeah. of them. <laughs> Old school. Probably not going anywhere. Those, yeah. Re those Reebok. <laughs> used to have some Reebok skates. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Pumps. Used to use Reebok twigs oh, back right. in the day. Used the pumps oh as well. yeah, the pump skates. <laughs> pumps. <laughs> Crosby approved. Yeah. yeah. I held on to them. They'll be worth a lot. Oh, we still wear those. No, I got the trues now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah. The true. The true. Because well. the Reeboks fell apart. Uh, <laughs> shout out, shout to, out Reebok. to Reebok. <laughs> no free ads. <laughs> no free ads. Um, well, let's get back into yeah. uh, to Romo and Rory here and kind of your golf world. So we touched on a little bit earlier with you, Romo, of how you started out at 16 and now you are a PGA of Canada. You're an apprentice professional Correct. at La Brokery. Correct. So how was the experience getting your card? Because we talked a little bit about it with Deb Pritchard, who uh, is with the PGA of Manitoba the executive director she was on earlier this year on the pod and 
it seems like there's a lot more opportunities now for folks who want to get into the industry and into the business to a qualify for it, but also to apprentice, to be an assistant professional, associate professional, whatever it might be to eventually get your class A. So what was that experience like for you in qualifying? What made you want to do it? Yeah. So actually it happened really fast. So the beginning of summer we opened lab, I think May 2nd was day one Mm. of lab. And I had not even an idea. It wasn't even a thought in my mind. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Mm." you know, like no one, like I maybe a few people talked to me about it kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Oh, you should maybe get your pro card. Well, I was like, meh, not really, whatever. So (laughs) like I think end of June rolled around and, uh, Someone, someone told me someone else got their card mm. and I was like well if that guy can get his card I'm pretty sure I can get my card <laughs> so I think that's kind of the thing that sparked my uh, sparked my interest in going to get it and it honestly it was the process to get into getting to be able to take your PAT is a pretty su- pretty easy process you have to download a few files, write up a script. You have to get a couple of letters written from uh, your employer and a class A professional like kind of working mm. under you. Most people have the employer and the class A and the same thing. And unfortunately I didn't because we don't have a class A here at lab. So hopefully that'll be me in the, in the future. Mm-hmm. But uh, I actually had to go to Corey Oaks. Shout out Darren Hayden. Oh for yeah, the, shout out to Darren. Yeah, yeah for the great base for the letter. Absolutely, yeah. Oh yeah, it's got a sweet on yeah. uh, <laughs> unicorn in there. Yeah, <laughs> yes. sweet yeah. salmon there too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so got my letter of recognition through him. You know, me and Darren have played golf together for this last summer here. We kind of got to get to know each other. And, uh, and then uh, he was more than happy to write the, the letter of recommendation for me. And then uh, once you get through that process, it's just booking the PAT and shooting the score. So my first one was at Niaqua, I think, end of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, target score was uh, nine over the course rating, which was 81 from the tips. Uh, we played it the same weekend as the PGA uh, championship. Oh yeah, for like wasn't it for PGA Manitoba? Right, PGA Manitoba. Manitoba yeah. yeah, the championship. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we didn't uh, we didn't even sniff it that day. Uh, we were battling it out there. I think we doubled one, doubled two. We parred three. So we, we were we were looking up, and then I went straight back down. We made one birdie. Uh, a lot of doubles. So, yeah, so you're we, saying we was Rory on the bag, or Rory, were you going not, for it too? We'll get to this okay. one. We'll get to, yeah, the, we'll, next we'll get to the next one. Yeah. So, <laughs> Good story. Uh, total took me three three tries to get the yeah. get the card, which is actually uh, which is pretty good. Three tries. I've, I've uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy at uh, St. Charles was 12, I believe. So Jeez. I mean, it's not. And again, it's like I shouldn't be saying that. Like it's a bad thing. It's not an easy thing to do at all, right? Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you threw can go, Jeremy under the bus there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just, it's a it's yeah, a different from from the people I know who have it. Obviously, I haven't taken and you can probably test this more than I can even it's a different um, kind of game when you go out there knowing you have to shoot a different score right a certain score sorry right. and you're not like playing free and you know mm-hmm. kind of just shoot the best score possible right you're, you're like you're thinking okay I have you know two shots shots in hand right now kind of thing which is a whole different mindset mm-hmm. of golf because normally you go out there and you're just trying to do the best you can right so, I and I think we've heard that before yeah. you 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 have to hit a score. I think it was Stu Bannantine maybe who was think, also on this year. Yeah, a few even, people before um, that where it's you never you never have a target score in right. golf. You yeah. never yeah. exactly until you're doing your PAT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, again, like when you're playing in competitions and stuff like that, just like Rory said, you kind of just go out there and you just you're playing. You know, you're yeah. not thinking about anything. You're like, all right, well, I can birdie, I can bowie, I can do whatever, right? But as soon as you go into, okay, they need me to shoot 81. Yeah. Well, now you're. Okay, the driver of the deck. Well, I only got 80 left. 
I only got 79 <laughs> left. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? And then it's just as easy as, like, you know, it's easy to say get the ball in the hole, but when you start to count down the strokes like that and mm. see here, here you make a double, oh, no, now now you just lost two strokes for nothing, right? You know right. what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's definitely a dip, different atmosphere. And, again, you're playing with three other people going for the exact same thing. So you're not competing against them, but uh, I mean, you're trying to keep your cool so that they can still play their game and do all that, do all that. It's so. a different atmosphere. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So then getting back into my second PAT at Glendale, I think that must have been the windiest day yeah. in I history. No one, I heard no one got it. No, no I, I don't was, think yeah. I, I don't think Tiger Woods would have shot 81 <laughs> out there today. <laughs> Maybe. But I don't know. I don't know. 75 <laughs> kilometer an hour winds right near the fan was, uh, yeah, it was interesting. So yeah, so this one I was on the bag for. No, just Rory did I, I, uh, <laughs> being at Glendale, I got a decent amount of course knowledge being right. there. It's my fourth year there now. Not that it mattered. It didn't, it didn't <laughs> matter that day. Uh, Tiger Woods himself probably couldn't have got you around in 79 but um it was uh yeah it was literally the windiest day of the summer so like 60 kilometer plus gusts of wind like we, on the first hole we hit a pitching wedge from 220 yards it went long i think <laughs> no we were, we were like pin high just oh, we were pin high. <laughs> was so. it a thursday i do not remember <laughs> was it a thursday? i have no idea i can't remember if it was a thursday or not <laughs> There's a few winds, windy Thursdays. There, there sure there. was, yeah, from hey, recording sorry. the pod, but yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, like Rory said, we hit driver off one, and I hit driver like shit off one, Very too. Poorly. Like, Very poorly. Very poorly. It's a handsy swing, nerd yeah. nervous swing. Yeah. First so, one uh, And then, but Rory proceeds to say right before I do that, he says, dude, you're going to hit driver on one? I was like, well, yeah, we might as well. And then I <laughs> proceed to hit it like shit off one. So we should have maybe took an iron, but yeah, then we saved it with a 200 200 yard, yard pitching P wedge. wedge. Yeah. And then we <laughs> straight downwind. And we three putted for bogey. Uh, we chipped on and two putted for oh, bogey. Oh, yeah, we chipped on and two putted uh, for okay. bogey. That's right. But yeah. Yeah. So again, we were. Uh, it, was we high, were, it was a high number that day. High number that day. Yeah, we're but, not going to say the number, but again, we were battling the elements. <laughs> it was two. It was two digits for yeah, anyone wondering. Yeah, <laughs> That's good, yeah two, two digits. digits. Didn't hit three. Yeah. So that was good. And then the third one. And the third one um, was actually we were lucky because Deb kind of went through the process there, and she she kind of went to Golf Canada, the PGA of Canada as well, and they kind of went through, and she took pictures of the the wind readings and pictures of the course, the branches, the leaves and everything like that. And uh, she uh, asked if we could get a redo. Mm. So it was actually the first time ever in like PAT history that that's mm. happened, where we've been able to get a redo, a free redo, right? Because PATs aren't free, right? right? They're whatever, 150 to $180 every try. Mm -hmm. So we were actually able to get a free redo because of the weather. That was so poor. Wow. So uh, that was rescheduled at Larder's on September 11th, I believe. No, Pretty late in the year. September 10th was mine. And uh, there was two back-to-back, -back, September 10th and September 11th. Mm. So they kind of said, well, if you don't get on the free one, I guess you can pay for another one the next day right <laughs> so then uh Smart. larders being a very short course from the tips i think only 6300 yards i think you said 61 or maybe, yeah maybe 62 yeah, i don't know just over six thousand yards okay so yeah it's pretty um, target pretty score short. yeah it's a 35 35 so target score 70 79 right 70 yeah. 70 I mean, 79 you said yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so i went five over on the front so I had to shoot, I, I could go I could 39 in the back, go four over. And uh, we were playing well. We had a few bogeys in there, not one birdie on the day. So many birdie putts, just scared, <laughs> lipped out, shaking in my boots, you know danger, how it Danger is. management type day. Yeah. So we were coming down the stretch of, I was on 17T. And 
all I had to do was, well, I could have bogeyed. I could have bogeyed one, mm -hmm. one of the two holes. So I was like, well, I really hope I don't. 17 is a pretty easy par four, and then 18 is a par five. So I bogeyed 17. So then I had to par 18. And 18 is not a very welcoming tee shot when you mm -hmm. have to part, right? You kind of go over those. You can kind of cut it over those bunkers, but you hit driver too long, it goes through the fairway, right? And you're into the yeah. into the bushes. <laughs> yep. So I was like, well, I don't really know what to do here. Like, I'm not trying to go for it to get four, right? So I kind of play a little more, but four iron was a little short. It's like, ah, oh, whatever, we'll just hit four iron. So I kind of juiced a four iron up there. I think I hit like 230-something. So then... Uh, Still had I had like 270, 260 left to the pin because a long par five. I think it's like four, five seventy, mm -hmm. something like that. So I think I yeah, had the seven tips, iron yeah, short. Pretty. I had seven iron short, hit a wedge in, and took my two putt for par. Care, carefree two putt par, but probably the most stressful hole of golf I've ever played in my entire <laughs> life. I don't, I don't know about that. You were doing it for your career, right? Like, it yeah, was, exactly. right? Last yeah. hole for well, your I mean, career. I was like, I was kind of over the whole, like, I don't want to do this again. This is like so annoying. Like, I mean, yeah. like, you know what I mean? He'd been, like, he'd been hearing some chirps from his buddies about his last yeah, they attempt. Yeah, they the gave me a nickname PAT Romo, and they said they wouldn't change it until I got it. So now it's pro Romo, but, you know, I was kind of getting annoyed at that. That didn't last too long, at least, but, Yeah. It used to be 36 holes. It's no longer. Yeah, correct. It used, it used to be, be a lot harder. It used to be 36 holes in the same day. Yeah, same day. You would right. play 36 Crazy. holes in the morning. You would have lunch, and you would play 36 holes in the evening. Right. I heard you had to make your own lunch, too. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I don't know if that was true or not, but you actually had to shoot, and the score was lower. It was 76. It was, no, it was nothing over the target score. You had to shoot a 76 no matter what the course rating was. Really? Yeah. yeah. And that was both rounds, right? Both rounds, 76. You couldn't do... Um, 70, 78. It had to be yeah, below 76. To be below rounds. 76 both rounds. Yeah, because then it was used usually either at Bloomberg or South Interlake. Right. I think oh, that's that right? what it was. Yeah. 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 Warren. The whispering winds of whispering Warren. Whispering winds of oh, Warren. Yeah. Whispering winds Shout of Warren. Shout out to them. What I, I always have the question, and this is a recommendation, but I'm looking at Sean's drip right now. He's got the G4 <laughs> shoes on. Unbelievable. Uh, what do we wear when we come to screen golf, indoor to golf? Well, uh, be honest because this is a nice place i recommend people to wear golf shoes mm -hmm. and mine is not booze because we uh, it's too snowy outside it's gonna oh, yeah. get dirty but as long as the indoor shoes i will be happy to take care of right yeah because i like to wear i actually just wear runners they look dirty but these i changed my shoes they're over there yeah uh and i i wear just runners um I know when we were interviewing earlier this year, sometimes the the aggressive spikes yep. could tear up the turf yep. that you guys have here. So maybe you don't want that, but oh, I'm, okay I'm not sure it. it <laughs> I don't think it gives you a lot of benefit. Like no. it's not mm -hmm. as slippery as no, like it's a not turf at all. Grass. I'm the yeah. same way. I actually just wear like flat like indoor shoes like running shoes or even just like casual shoes as long as uh yeah it's not outdoor like i don't typically wear my golf shoes in here either i find that mm -hmm. just your standard runner is plenty of grip yeah. yeah and to the people out there to our listeners if you're coming change your shoes because yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to play in gravel you know uh i don't want them off the floor yeah, yeah. Don't i don't want vacuum. rory to clean the carpet every day <laughs> <laughs> Thank that's you. the things you don't have to think about and though then, right you gotta uh, vacuum the place we were, we were talking about shoes and 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 what to wear and and um you know sometimes i love to just wear you know, obviously a t-shirt or or whatever you know you don't have to wear a collared shirt i'm sure no, even though this no, is a classic no dress place. no dress code no, maybe a tuxedo. 
<laughs> Full suit mandatory. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some topless wet t-shirt parties in here once. <laughs> Sometimes maybe closer to the closer to Christmas time. Who knows? Merry Christmas. I'll be there for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Done. The 18 over par. We'll do something there. There we go. We should. Mm-hmm. We never do. We'll, get, we'll, we'll do yeah, it. We'll get Grace Charis in here. Who? You Grace, don't know Grace? Shut up. Come on. Or Claire Hogle? <laughs> Holy! Do you have a cell phone? No. Oh, good. Flip phone. Motorola over here. MySpace. On MySpace. I'll have to look this up uh, later. Well, we'll move on. We'll move on from that. But I, I wanted to, yeah, jump Ouch. into a little bit yeah, of, of uh, Rory here because I think probably out of all of us, you might be the best golfer. I, I think I got to play two or three holes with you with uh, Blair Mooney from yep. Team Lefty. Been on the show a couple yep. times. Also, your head coach with the St. James Junior Canucks. But for yourself, coming to a place like this, do you get into a different mindset? Like, are you actually, if you're playing virtual golf, yeah. do you get into a different mindset playing virtual golf to, say, green grass golf? Definitely. Um, like Ashton was kind of saying earlier, there. once you kind of figure it out, it's, uh, it's easier in certain ways. Like flat putts, for example, are very easy. Mm-hmm. If you think about hitting a 15-foot putt that in real life that you would consider dead straight, you're not going to make that putt every time. Like the human error is you're going to push that putt, you're going to pull that putt. A 15-footer dead straight in real life is not as easy as it, you make it seem. Whereas on the simulator, um, a straight putt is super easy. It's very hard to push it offline kind of thing. Mm. So once you learn that, um, you kind of learn there's certain regions of the green. There's maps up there that tell you where the kind of flat putts would be. And once you learn, you just start kind of hitting it to that portion of the green, which granted is easier said than done. It's not necessarily easy to just hit it to the same portion of the green you're aiming at all the time um but if you're successful touch on that yeah yeah yeah, today uh yeah there's a lot of uh you know elevate uh undulation to the greens definitely in uh wherever i was playing vietnam yep today uh flew back (laughs) quick flight for the podcast flew back a few beers Um, in his bag But yeah, you got to look at the, in the top right hand corner, you yep. got the red, you got the green, you got the blue yep. for your highs and lows of the green. Was I looking at that when I'm approaching the green? No. Yep. I was just trying to get it in my concede circle. Absolutely. And Can I ask how big of the concedes you're playing with? Uh, it was tight. It was tight. It was like eight, eight, eight. feet. That's Maybe tight that for you guys. Yeah. Wow. wow. Eight feet <laughs> tight. Okay. It was six. It's, it's a diameter. Or 12 or 15. Yeah. It's, not, it's so not a radius. Yeah, yeah. Just kidding, but like, I think eight is like almost one of the highest settings. No, it's a, it was a 12 or 15, isn't just it? Kidding. I'm kidding. I think it was a I'm six. just trying to bug Mike. <laughs> yeah. You got it. You Mike's got looking me. up You're Grace in my Charis kitchen right now. <laughs> the door's wide open. He's pulling up. <laughs> I'm going to call my boss right now. Yeah. Um... Where were we? But yeah, I'm not looking at that right. when I'm approaching it. But right. you gotta like when the when it's the greens are moving that, and these aren't your typical muni greens, no, you no, know. No. Or they're even, hard. They make them. They make them very undulated on purpose to add to the difficulty because of the fact that a straight putt is significantly easier. Mm. Right. So the putting certainly, you know, I I didn't do great. Yeah. I did it's a learning curve though. And that's others, the thing is me being here, Ash and I have essentially been playing daily for the last month now, which is obviously one of the great perks we get here. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, you learn those things and, and then you start to focus on that. Like for me in that tournament, especially the greens are crazy fast. So we're, I'm every approach shot. I'm constantly thinking about where I want to land 
each shot on the green. And then if you can hit it to those certain regions, you can shoot some pretty low scores on here. Well, that's another thing that adds to, I guess, the fun uh, of this, but also just to keep yourself swinging, to keep yourself in the game. Absolutely. And I think that was one of the bigger things of having done this podcast and trying out some of the different uh, simulators, virtual golf places that you can. You're ready to get back into into the game when it's green grass oh. golf time. Uh, so I'm assuming yeah. you'll be back at Glendale. And between you two guys, have you guys won any championships, whether it be at uh, at a club or? I've yeah. had a couple juniors throughout my day. Uh, I was grew up at a Cinnaboyne golf club, and I think I Hell won yeah. two or three juniors there. And then my first year at Glendale, they crowned me the junior champion, which was kind of funny because I think I was 17, and we didn't really have a ton of juniors then. It was a lot of younger kids, so I actually played in just the championship division with like all the standard members. Wow. Um, I did well enough that they just crowned me the junior champion, even <laughs> though I didn't play in the junior division. So there might be an asterisk next to that one, but I guess you could consider it a junior championship at Glendale as well. Nice. If it's a win, it's a win. Yeah. Romo? You might want to just run him Romo. through his... Uh... <laughs> It's a good story. Uh, club champ run this year. <laughs> talk him through day one and then uh, yeah, I heard talk day him one was day two was kind of tough uh, out there at Glendale. It was the same weekend oh, at Southwood, easy, but uh, it fell apart it was day a, two. So. A good story. So my our club championship this year actually, um, I played really well on day one. I was actually in the lead heading into the day two. I'd, I had a four shot lead. Uh, you know what you shot? I shot 68. You PR'd? I did. Wow. Was my personal club, best, wow. My personal best from the tips at Glendale, yeah. So wow. it was a good day to have a good day. And uh, so I then heading into Sunday, I had a four-shot lead. And uh, was going well, was playing well. I think I was even through the front nine. And then might have made a bogey on 10 or 11, I don't remember. And then got to 13, which is probably the hardest hole at Glendale for anyone who's played it. It's a very long par three with a small green. Mm, yes. I think it was playing 220-ish that day <laughs> wow. from the back tees. So I hit five iron into the green side bunker and I had a really awkward lie. The ball was like really below my feet. And so I think most golfers can kind of visualize when you have that awkward lie in the bunker, um, you kind of stand there and you take a bunch of practice swings, kind of trying to get comfortable making a swing that kind of feels right because it's mm -hmm. not really a stock swing at that point. So you're trying to get comfortable. And uh, on my last practice swing, I uh, grounded my club in the bunker, which is a two-shot oh, penalty yeah. for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and then at that point... Did you call it on yourself? I did call okay. it on myself, yeah. So the, uh, I'm actually not sure if any of my playing partners even saw it, but to the integrity of the game, like I would have felt terrible if I just ignored that and didn't call it on myself. Um, so then once that happens, for anyone who has played golf, they know how mentally tasking that can be when you mm -hmm. are in that position and then you kind of just do that to yourself and obviously I was in full control of myself so um, just like mental warfare began after that <laughs> and then I ended you're up still in the lead though after you grounded your club were I you think not? I was maybe tied for the lead I'm not 100% sure and then uh, it was just utter explosion after that my well, 14 uh, if you're doing that on 13 yeah. challenging par 3 you got yeah. the par 5 which short par 5 short par 5 yeah but there's a lot that can go wrong there's a lot so of guessing, hazards on that hole. I'm guessing something went wrong I made bogey on 14 okay. I, I actually didn't hit it in the water or anything but again to hit to not hit in the water on 14 and make bogey uh it's not not the best thing on a short par five so mm -hmm. i think i bogeyed three or four of the next holes and then it was kind of just just explosion from there but um all in all it was a it was a good experience and, and to have my best round <laughs> yeah sean's pouring Sean, some dude, wine. Dude, red wine all over the carpet here brother <laughs> <laughs> you can get that out. You can get that out. That washes out real, real well. What's uh, what's yeah. the 
That's a. It looks like it's a California Napa. What's the vintage on that? Uh, a Cab Sav. We've got. I don't. 2019. Oh, it's a yeah. That's a good, good year, year before that's before COVID. Year. A beautiful, uh, beautiful wine beat before the world we ended. We interrupted your. No, yeah. that's okay. I was getting to the end anyway. So, yeah, so then we got here. so it goes par three, long par three. You got the short par five. Yeah, and then, and then I got another long, long par, par five, five with the tough tee shot. Mm-hmm. So I think I blasted it left, which is not the place to be. Found the ball, chipped out, made bogey, uh, and then 16 is par three really long oh, wow. or not, sorry Thank not really long much, really John. really weird it's yeah very undulating green um and then uh i think i like borderline chunked my tee shot if i remember right and wow. it was just full explosion uh after that but to shoot my curl low from the back tees in the club championship was pretty cool regardless so that is you know something you can you hold on to for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Now you just got to win. So you never won club yeah. championship then at, at nope. Glendale. Yeah, okay. No. Gives you I confidence coming times. into next year, right? though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. You'll be back. And both of you are left-handed, yeah, right? Correct. Wow. So are you, do you both play hockey left-handed? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that was kind of, was hockey the first sport and then golf? Kind of, okay. Yeah, totally. So that's why you just kind of stuck with that. And yeah. I know a lot of left-handed hockey players that still play golf right. Weirdos. I think it's because, yeah. uh, weirdos, yeah, definitely weirdos, that's but I think me. it's, uh, cause like right-handed golf was more popular back then. There definitely yeah. wasn't as many lefties. I, I feel I, like your dad kind of just threw you his old right-handed uh, sense. My dad's a lefty golf. too. So for uh, me yeah. as a young kid, my dad just put me in left-handed cause he was left-handed and I'm to Oh, have you ever got Sean on the ice? Yeah, Sean, you ever play hockey? No, I don't even know how to skate. Not so yet. Has to but you guys got to get again, Sean. Shout out Tyler from True. We're getting Sean a pair of skates. Oh, we are? Yeah. Nice. We, 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 we can get him teaching. We get him uh, skating there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I really awesome. want to go onto the ice. But uh, I think I have a little bit of problem with balancing every time I fall. Oh, so that's normal. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's, you'll, that's totally you'll pick normal. it up pretty quickly. It's an easy sport. <laughs> uh, sorry, back to hockey. You're probably trending. Well, somewhere. yeah, I was I was going into that. So we've had uh, Blair Mooney, your head coach, who we've uh, had on the pod a couple times, and mentioned his name earlier in this show. And I was going to ask of who is your favorite coach of all time. To both of you guys, and there's only one right answer. Like you mean, like out of the Canucks, or like my in, in my life, everyone in Scott my career. Scott Forkin. <laughs> Scott Forkin. Yeah. Well, you have to say Blair. Do we have to say? Blair? No, you don't have to say Blair. We're just <laughs> giving just an kidding. easy one for Blair. But uh, uh, you guys both playing on the St. James Junior Canucks, uh, back-to-back champs. So you both were on those yeah, teams, the back-to-back yeah. champ teams, uh, which is which is pretty impressive. So two sport athletes. So maybe you guys play some I more. Think, I think you're underplaying the back-to-back champs there, Jr. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think those seasons were pretty, uh, pretty undefeatable. Yeah, we had a good record those couple of years for sure. Yeah. And and you're still rolling as well. So that must be tough because how many times are you guys on the ice during the week and then you're going to be here as well? So that's got to be tough on so you we guys. Practice Monday, Wednesday, games Friday, Sunday, mm-hmm. and we're here. I remember when me and Rory <laughs> first started working here, it was pretty, pretty pathetic. I almost want to say like <laughs> we were here about 9 a.m. till practice we would go to practice come back out. like we would rush to practice we would come back right after practice and we'd be here to probably three i think we had a four in the i think we some, almost had a four a.m <laughs> oh wow yeah, yeah long before we were open we were playing so about we were just golfing like 72 holes a day yeah, almost like yeah. it was rory actually had to stop playing hockey for a week because his back was thrown out i had a, I had, so a I had a minimal back injury yeah. since it's since yeah. been fixed right. it did yeah. come Moon, up moons told us to stop golfing yeah. actually since, stop going to the sim so much yeah. it's since been fixed we're going to cairo and physio now so yeah. <laughs> well 
obviously if you're working here, it's like working at a golf course. You kind of want to get out and you want to golf. Yeah. And it's so easy where you can literally just flip it on. You don't really have to wait for a tee time. I'm sure no. you can even, if you just want to go hit a couple, you can mm. go out there, flip on the driving range and get out yeah. there and do it here. Go in the privates. Yeah, right. Exactly. So yeah. are both of you guys going to be teaching lessons here or is I guess just so no Romo now? Just, I think for, now. For, for now, I will just mm -hmm. be teaching lessons here until Rory decides he's going to get his act together and get his pro card <laughs> with me. Still working on that one. He says he wants to maybe play in a, play in a university golf, a university golf for the team, mm. uh, team Manitoba there but uh or u of m sorry but uh you know i think i'm gonna bring him to the assistance education evening coming up here in december so i think i'm gonna pull him over to the pga side <laughs> quicker than i yeah. quicker than he thinks it's definitely something i plan on doing in the future i've just haven't well you have to have a place to do it too right so this would be my place to do it he had labrocre before i did but uh if, if I want to potentially pursue golf and try to play for the U of M team next year is, mm -hmm. is a goal of mine, um, then you have to be an amateur. So you can't give up your amateur mm -hmm. status to do that. Golf Canada has you at a, a plus 0 0.9. Is that what it is now? That's what it said. Okay, yeah. <laughs> your low handicap was yeah. plus one point something. Yeah, it's actually brutally so. accurate. Sounds about right. <laughs> but I don't know. There's been some ups and downs. I had some good rounds in the summer that definitely helped that come down. And there's been some days where I play closer to Sean as a 20, but most days it's a little <laughs> better than Don't that. we all, though? Don't yeah. we all? We've all had those days, uh, yeah. for sure. And kind of leading into the teaching side of things, maybe there was one or two tips that you guys got as youngsters or even now that you could say is one of the best tips that you guys have ever received for golf, a.k.a. How do Mike and I get better? And Sean, <laughs> at this game, is there one tip that you can kind of maybe touch on to say, yeah, that really helped move me from, say, a 15 handicap to a 10 handicap or a 10 I think, to a 5? I think it's, it's definitely different for everyone, right? Because everyone has different things. So I'll, I'll kind of give two. So from the beginner, the very beginner level, um, I would say keeping your head down through your swing and just staring at the back of the ball. I think a lot of beginners are trying to look up at their golf ball before they've even made contact yet. Mm -hmm. So just keeping your head down and staring at the back of the ball was one that I kind of learned at a young age and just kind of helped me with ball striking and contact. Mm -hmm. And then getting into, you know, your golfers who are making contact pretty consistently. The one that I went to, I actually got lessons uh, a couple years ago uh, from a guy named Colin Abgrell. He won the U.S. Uh, sorry, not the U.S. The, Heard of him. Yeah, yeah. great golfer. Kind, kind, of a good, kind of a good golfer. Yeah, yeah. he uh, <laughs> works at Golf Tech. So I went to him and he won the Manitoba Am. I believe it was 2019, if I'm right. Uh, anyway. He won a lot. Yeah, he's a very good player. He doesn't yeah. lose too often. Yeah, so he... Uh, I think he won two out of the five PGA. He maybe did, yeah. Three out of the five three, three, No, it was three out of the five. Three out of five, yeah. He only played in four, right, and he played second right. in the fourth one. He yeah. actually told us this. Yeah, that's right. Because he said he would have beat Dean North in the points yeah. if he would have played in all five. Mm. Yeah, that's he right. He taught me how to putt. He's a good player. Yeah. He's got a lot of tips. Actually, obviously. I don't He's know if he should teach you how to putt. <laughs> I don't know about that. I hope Colin listens to this because he shouldn't teach you how to putt. <laughs> He'll tell you he sucks at putting. But anyway, the one thing he kind of told me that, that stuck with me the most was just my grip. I found uh, my top hand was, was very loose. So, so strengthening my grip on my top hand would be turning your glove hand more over so that you can see a little bit more of the logo on your glove. Um, okay. So that just helped me. Like I was just hitting a lot of pushes. And I think that's a pretty common mission for people is for righties missing right and lefties missing left. Mm -hmm. um, that helped me just strengthen the grip, which in turn, what that does is it just squares up the club face that impact. Um, so that was one that, that was the one that stuck with me the most was as someone who was struggling as a lefty hitting the ball left was strengthening that grip and that helped me tighten up my dispersion a lot. Jeez. Okay. I like that. How about you pro Romo? 
Yeah, no, I think uh, away from the fundamentals of things, kind of getting into the golf swing and something that someone told me, I mean, same thing as Rory, all those same points. But I think the thing that stuck with me the most is uh, build a routine. Mm. I think that was huge for me. I'm a big routine guy. I mean, like I kind of run like my life through routine. I wake up r- relatively the same time every morning and just run through the same things in the mm-hmm. in the morning. Kind of, I love a routine kind of thing. So it was really good for me to, I heard that from uh, actually not even a, professionally just one of the guys at lab when i was younger he said that if you want to get good at golf he said you got to get a pre-shot routine going so you got to do the same thing consistently over and over yeah. and over so yeah again like i've i've built my own kind of <clears throat> little routine going here and i think it's helped me a lot can you, lot can you dive into that because into my routine yeah i mean in my pre-shot go through your pre-shot routine mike what are you thinking about when you're standing <laughs> over the ball Sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> I can tell this is going to be a good one already. I mean, so I keep used in mind, to, keep in mind, we only got so much time. Yeah. Well, we're only at an hour, <laughs> and I, I booked off four for this. Uh, but sure. Thanks, so, Sean. so I've improved. I used to. I used. I watch. Oh, I'm guilty. You. I used to watch a lot of YouTube videos. Stay the fuck Instagram. off YouTube. Yeah, yeah. As our we're all guilty all of, of our it, PGA We're all guilty of us. Well, when you're when you're having a dump. What else are you gonna do? I was once I was I was told that I, I took a lot of time on the tea box and obviously I was in my own head. And I didn't One like that. Guys. I didn't like being referred to as the slow guy on the yep. tea box. I walk up there, the I'm thinking killer. about a thousand things. Then I just started walking up there and just hitting the ball. And no practice swings, no nothing? No, no practice swings. All Who right. was it? Somebody said that practice swings are just a waste yeah, of time. Derek Goodwin. Derek Goodwin. Yeah. Glendale head pro? Yes. Shout professor. Out Derek. The professor. The professor, yeah. yeah. Um, that guy's a wizard. So I don't know. That's worked. But but that doesn't mean that a pre-shot routine isn't – I would like to have one. I just don't know how to create one. I think I need someone to teach me how to do one, or maybe I can base Come see pro Romo. Yes. I think I think a pre-shot – like my pre-shot routine was based totally off of what I just felt was comfortable. I think it's all preference. Kinda, it's all yeah. preference. I think you kind of have to build it on your own. You maybe like – I don't know how much golf – I mean, I play a lot of golf on my own. I go like, I'll close a shop or not close a shop, sorry, I'll be dead in the evenings in lab and I'll go play mm-hmm. nine here, go play nine. I played a lot of golf on my own during the summertime. I think that's the time where, you know, I mean, everybody says they're a great golfer when you're on your own, but when you kind of, when you play, <laughs> yeah. when you play on your own, you kind of don't have nothing else to worry about. Right. You can just focus play, on yeah. what you need to focus on. And that's, that's really like, I think one of the majority ways that you get better. I mean, other than spending hours on the range and putting and chipping, that kind of thing. But I think that's where you would build your own pre-shot routine. You kind of get where yeah. you go, okay, this is what I'm comfortable doing. I think I'm going to continue doing this. Another one I've heard time. people too just touch is um do that routine on the driving range too because yeah. a lot of people go on the driving range and they just what? blast balls what's that uh, yeah doing- mike doesn't like the driving range <laughs> what's the what's the driving <laughs> range what's the driving range he was asking what the driving range was not the driving range that was lost that's, that, for a minute. that's that place you go to improve <laughs> yeah. oh yeah <laughs> heard about you, know guys, you know those guys out there swinging balls on the, yeah, the abyss yeah. they're yeah. they lost yeah. and and maybe i have a, a shot pre-shot routine but i just it's you know it's just natural or I, and i don't even think about it but i don't think it's very defined i can tell you yeah. that i think i think because i agree i think a pre-shot routine definitely makes a big difference i think it's just at the end of the day all it just comes down to building consistency and if you're just kind of you do the same one two things and you have the same one thought in the back of your mind regardless of how you're hitting it you're going to have more of a consistent resolve and at the end of the day, golf's 
all about consistency, right? So that's mm-hmm. all we're trying to achieve. Actually, quickly just touching on that big thing I've picked up in the last year, playing, playing with Rory a lot over the summer is um, the guys constantly saying confident swing thoughts, confident oh, yeah. swing thoughts. Yeah. It's actually helped me a lot in the summertime. I know like you'll play play a bad shot somewhere and he's gonna, next shot you're there and Rory's behind you, said confident swing, just confident swing thoughts, dude. I mean, that's something that I actually go through on myself even when I'm not playing with him. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. we hit a shitty one. Bad, bad hole. Last, let's get confidence. Swing with the driver here. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's get it back on track. So, I think confidence you, is everything in this that, game. That, for sure. that helps a lot. Actually, you kind of just talk to yourself, kind of wheel yourself back into good, yeah, good swing thoughts. Sean, uh, have you have these gentlemen given you any decent tips in the last uh, three months? Oh yes, actually, you know, you play with pros. Uh, you always learn from them during the games. The tempos, how their postures, like the ball positions. Mm-hmm. Golf is all about details. That's mm-hmm. how I realize. Uh, everybody has a unique swing, but uh, you just have to figure out what's the best for you. Well, yeah, that's actually good. we're gonna announce uh, interesting competition here. Whoever can beat Rory get a one hundred dollar credit. Wow! <laughs> yeah, that's how I confident Put it with Rory. On, put it on yeah. the board. Yeah, yeah, here, yeah, yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah. Whoever can beat Rory. Yeah, yeah, that's how I confident with him. And if you if you actually do beat Rory, the hundred dollars comes out of Rory's paycheck, <laughs> so he's gambling against himself. So I'm a sim golfer. What can I say? That's oh, awesome. that would be a tough task. But uh, well, that's all the questions that uh, that I had, Mike. I know you you printed uh, off a few a uh, few dozen pages there, but we're only at an hour and nine minutes. We better have some more questions. Oh, we got lots, actually, we got lots more. I printed we got off more. these guys. Oh, uh oh, no. oh, these are from the EP. These yep. are from EP. Now I'm a DB guy. Yes, that's brutal. <laughs> I'm a DB guy, hockey DB right. for this. So we're talking EP elite prospects. I don't think I want to get into these. I mean, sure. these guys. I have, think we should get into them out. I know, I know, I know. One's going to be a lot more than the other, but I, I think mean, we should get into these them. guys got an absolute resume of hockey teams on uh, elite prospects. Uh, Romo, Ashton, uh, you know, you got Eastman Selects, AAA, Rink Hockey, OCN, Winnipeg. Freeze and then the Canucks, just absolute stats. Um, <laughs> fucking, it's great. You know, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. Because he always comes up to the penalty box and asks the timekeeper to put him in on an apple. <laughs> Jr. actually has had that happen one time. One time, it was one, one time, time actually. <laughs> Is that a few, few other guys on the Canucks who maybe do that a little more <laughs> than then, I do. But uh, no names, no names. <laughs> Roars, you know, I, I don't know. Same, almost similar teams. AAA, Rink Hockey, Portage Terriers. Yep. I little. I, okay, hold on. The Portage Terriers is what, a, six GPs? Centennial Cup appearance. It doesn't Ooh. say the Centennial Puck stats, but I read the article yeah. and that it was, it was uh, you were you had a lot of points. It was a success. Yeah, it was a success. Cup. I, uh, I so I was, this was last year. I played with the Canucks, and then uh, Blake Spiller, the head oh, coach, uh, drafted me uh, at 15 or 16, say, whenever uh, the MJHL draft was. Um, never ended up playing there, but uh, last I played there a couple times throughout the year, just mm. like as an AP, but never played full time. And then uh, called me up last year, wanted me to play in the Centennial Cup with them, which is obviously a pretty cool opportunity. Um, and then I'm, I'm a defenseman, for anyone who doesn't know, and then uh, got called up and actually played as a forward. So I used to be a forward growing up, so it was not as bad of a transition mm. as some might think, but definitely different when you 
been yeah, playing D for a lot of years now, and then you kind of switch back. And uh, yeah, I was fortunate enough to play with some good players and had some success personally and team-wise, and it was a lot of fun. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, interesting. Have you guys heard of the subarctic goats? Fuck. I have not. No. <laughs> we play in the... Uh, <laughs> the who? Is that your beer league team? It, it, the Highlander. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. just going to say oh, yeah. 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 It's been yeah. around for it's what? Almost, division. Yeah. Almost 15 uh, years, like 16 years now. We're in our oh. 15th season. Yeah. 15th uh, season? Yeah. Oh, an organization. Holy yeah. shit. That's longer than half the NHL teams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's longer than half, three quarters of your life, I guess. Yeah. That <laughs> is, yeah. A quarter of your life. Where were you going with the stats? These guys got lots of stats. They're really good hockey players. You said there was a lot of numbers. We didn't even talk There's about a lot them. of numbers. Yeah, you guys, point per game, over point per game. You know, I don't know. We could talk all day about. Who uh, has more goals? All time. Well, Roy has a little more, maybe a little more GPs than me, but. Not sure. I mean, if, if I had the DBs, oh. then it would have added them up for me. But uh, you you can you can look at your own stats. And currently give reading us through his own stats right now. Well, oh, he's yours. into it now. Okay. He's into it. He just wants to make sure that you don't have more than him. No, no, I think he does. He's got a forty. He's got a four. Oh, yeah, he's got that forty-nine from last year in here. That one, that one definitely takes the cake. But I didn't. Did I pull this year's stats yet? Is no. it in there? No. But you guys are trending pretty god darn well. I don't know how many. You guys got a lot of wins. Not many 15. losses. Fifteen to one right now. Fifteen and one rolling. Sick. Yeah, and hopefully awesome. knock on wood keeps it the keeps it keeps we rolling. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eighteen over par bump. Yeah, yeah. everyone. By the way, everyone who comes on the show. Something good happens That's to them the huge. next week. Oh, it's awesome. There is a there is a big bump. We get our coffee machine, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Uh, we're actually playing the team this Friday. The only team we've lost to this far so season this season. So hopefully we can uh, Friday juice tomorrow. It up and, tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night. Nice. Yeah. It's a you big guys, one for us. I love it. You guys are on the waters. You're keeping yeah. it. Keeping it. Uh, you know, our bodies are temples, Smart. right? So right. we treat them like temples. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Same. Um, that's a little bit all I had. I got a few for the back. Okay. But. Well, then let's uh, let's roll into the back nine lightning round. It is for Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. And you can also check him out on our link tree. He's got his beautiful face on there. Just go to our social media bios, click on that link, and I'll take you to our link tree. And there's Bryce Malachewski, and we'll also have the Invictus website up there as well, so you can come down here and start playing on some On the golf. tree? On the link tree. Holy man. Mm-hmm. So many trees here. And also shows you where you can get the podcast, too, because you can get it damn near everywhere. Is that right? Mike, you mm-hmm. know, Grace Cheris has a link tree, too. Who? <laughs> Grace Cheris. That's all you're going to be looking at tonight now. Does she sell t-shirts? She sells a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, you'll be actually yeah. pretty Included. intrigued. She was going to come to the 18 over par golf tournament. Is that right? Yeah. Is I'll that real or you're joking? Well, the people do anything for money. Yeah. That, that is would be true. unreal. If we get Grace Charis to go to the 18 par golf tournament and come to Invictus Golf, <laughs> Sean would love that. Look at him do, over yeah, there. Yeah, we can do a meet and greet here, yeah. and then we'll go and That'd be good for business. The golf cart. Yeah, done. All right, we got our plans for summer yeah, of 2024. Sh- shout out to Grace. Yeah, shout out to Grace. <laughs> shout out to Grace. <laughs> Big Grace fan. Uh, All right, back nine lightning round. Mike, do you want me to get your papers? Or you got them. I got them. Yeah. I printed them out. I know you know it off by heart anyway. Not really. Oh. Uh, I don't know. We may do a three-way on this. But okay. We'll see. Wait, we, we got to go through nicknames first. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we got Romo. Originated uh, from the last name, Romanuk. Yeah, makes sense. I don't even know what mine is. 
Roar? Roars. Roar? Roars. Rory. Yeah. I did real write deal. down. I did write down roars. It's yeah, probably. We got, we got, honestly, I've never really had. We got real deal. Real deal. Real, real deal. Yeah, it's a real deal. What about double L Neil? Haven't heard that one. No. Maybe that'll stick though. Why I don't is think it? that's gonna stick. No. Might not stick. Not yeah, sure. I'll call you that. <laughs> Sean. Sean, you got a nickname? Oh no. No. <laughs> not yet. Sean. <laughs> As as we get to know, as these guys get to know you, I bet they'll they'll oh, give we'll you a nickname. We'll come up with a few nicknames. Oh, don't you worry. They already named my electrician. Oh, yeah. As oh Goose. yeah, that's right. Goose? So we have a, through our GC, we uh, our general contractor. We have an electrician. He uh, loves to rep the Canada Goose jacket to work. Oh. Loves to wear it while he's working in the Goose. Working in the construction. Steel toes in Canada Goose. So we can't pronounce his name because fashionable he's, uh, in yeah. Chinese. So we just stuck with Goose. Yeah. He didn't. Uh, I remember the one day we were working here. Actually, and I called him Goose, but he had, he hadn't known that that's what we call him yet. And he said, "Why do you call me Goose?" Said, we, can't, we can't pronounce your name, and you wear a can of the Goose jacket to work. So it's kind of just stuck. He likes it now. So, yeah. uh, Romo, you ever get a hole in one? I have actually. It was this summer. Ooh, at lab on the hole five. It was uh, playing downwind, one seventy five. It's an eight iron. Wow. I actually didn't even watch it go in the hole, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I kind of just, I was honestly, it was just me and uh, one of mine and Rory's buddies, uh, Payson Butler was with me. He's also an employee there at the Lab Golf. Um, we were just out playing 18 holes after work. We worked the, the six to two uh, morning shift and mm. went out and played 18 after and it was an okay round. We were, I was even through, even through five, even through four onto the fifth tee box and uh he uh, he actually wasn't even, he didn't even play that hole with me. Payson was just sitting in the cart, and he goes, he said, "I think you should hit a light eight iron here because we're downwind." I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." Hit a light eight iron, and he had the rangefinder in his hand, sitting on the cart, and uh, I just hit the eight iron out there. I, I guess I flushed it. I guess you could say, and uh, I just picked my tee up and started walking back to the cart. I was like, "Oh, that'll be okay," <laughs> and. Uh, he jumps out of the cart and tackles me to the ground, <laughs> throws my $600 rangefinder into the bush <laughs> in the process, <laughs> and then proceeds to take off running down the fairway of the par three. And I thought he was joking until I saw how fast he was running. I don't think I've ever seen that kid move that quick in my life. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we got up to the we got up to the the green, and you know, true enough, it was in the hole, and it was a. Uh, I think I texted Rory instantly. Yeah, it was. Uh, wow. We have a we have a little group chat going on Snapchat there, and I texted him like simultaneously as soon as it happened. I was like, "There's no way this just happened." And then uh, two holes later, I was about 115 yards out, and I was looking for my rangefinder to uh, shoot the pin. And unfortunately, we had to go back and spend an hour looking for it in the bush because <laughs> no it got way. chucked into the bush when uh, Payson was excited about the hole in one. So uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. That's- in and other you? words, on par threes, don't have anything in your hands, just in case you get a hole <laughs> in one. Yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Nothing of value. No, yeah, right. Uh, Roars, you got any holes in, in uh, the I have two asterisk hole-in-ones. Oh, there. okay. Um, I, uh, the first one was uh, also a very windy day, hole nine at Glendale. I, uh, my friends and I scorecard was out the window. It's one of those days where kind of just having fun out there with your buddies, just hitting the ball around. You're not really thinking too much about your scorecard, just enjoying the day. And uh, so we decided to walk up to the white tees. We were playing the, the backs and, and do a closest to the pin with a three wood. 
And huh. uh, sure enough, I would go on to make the shot from 120 yards or something with my three wood bumping around from the, wow. from the forward tee. So <laughs> not really my proudest one, but I mean, it went in the hole in one yeah. shot off the tee box, wow. I guess. Right. And then uh, my second one was not really a hole in one, but I... Uh, uh, the par three, and then I hit my first. It was one. a hole in one. It just, well, on the scorecard, it's not a one. Yeah, I, I hit one right of the green, and then played a second one for fun, just as a joke. And then, mm. of course, the second one would always of go course. in. So, uh, <laughs> definitely not a one on the scorecard, but yeah. from the tee box in the hole, call it what you want. Nice. That could be your new nickname, yeah. Asterix. Asterix. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have two of them that Sean, way. Sean, so. any hole in ones? Oh, no, I can't even put the ball on green. So. <laughs> 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 uh, just in rear, so yeah. I wish Good. I had one, yeah. Well, I'll start with the start with the birdies and then get to the eagles. And well, I have uh, I had a couple birdies this year, but eagle <laughs> nice. I never had one. Same on the same golf simulator, I had a couple, but oh. the real course, no. Yeah, I get an eagle yet. Uh, you guys, any virtual hole in ones? No, but we, we actually all three of us have witnessed the yeah. uh, hole in oh. one. One of our employees, uh, Lorraine, she had a hole in one. It was one of our first nights playing, wow. and uh, I think Sean almost shit his pants. <laughs> he was jumping up and down, <laughs> screaming and yelling. <laughs> it's crazy. It's pretty cool animation that pops up on the screen. Actually, yeah. when you get a hole in one. It uh, like the gives you about five minutes to take a picture with it. It says hole in one. Really? This course. Yeah. It has a timer on the bottom. You yeah. can go up to the screen, take a picture, kind of thing. It was pretty. It's pretty cool oh, to witness. Awesome. Actually, we're due for one soon. We play oh, enough yeah, sim golf, and it's bound to happen. Yeah. I think I, I shove one. You had the closest to the pin ones. in the Marco Simone. Actually, the World yeah. Championship. It was like a yeah. two feet. Yeah, it was oh, I think it was shit. two feet, and then I shoved one with Sean, and I think it was 0.8 feet, and I'm surprised it didn't continue to trickle into the hole, but, oh. yeah. Well, what is, so what is the rule then for, if you get one on one of the Sims and you get a hole in one, do you have to buy everyone? I think that rule is the stupidest rule in the history of <laughs> rules. If you are the one who gets a hole in one, you should not be paying for anything. <laughs> Just, just a auto. Uh, maybe yeah, a, that's fair. This sounds like a guy who had to buy people drinks when he got his hole in one. Exactly what happened. <laughs> After he found his six hundred dollar yeah. range finder. Mine, mine don't count, so I didn't buy anyone drinks. <laughs> what about All you right, guys, fair. Mike? Any hole in ones? No, no, neither. No, no we'll get no there. No virtual hole in ones. No, nothing. Nothing. I got an eagle once. It's not bad. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Why do you sound so sad when you say that? Like? I think I got more than one, but mm -hmm. this one was pretty special. It was on a par four. Oh, so, oh. drive so the green or a hole out? No, just a just a wide shot. Hold out. A, yeah, hold out nice. from hundred yards or something. Yeah, there uh, you go. I've had a couple of those too, out. but yeah. it doesn't feel the same as the yeah, hole in one. No, me too. No. I've had a couple holes. Yeah. I stood well, there. I had no reaction. <laughs> um, what? Uh, let's moving on. Uh, you guys got a, a golf ball? You guys play? What do you? What's your favorite brand um, you play? I'm a Titleist Pro V1X guy. Uh, can I tell the difference between the X and the non-X? Maybe, maybe not. He's so can he's such a liar. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can play, tell I, the difference. I can between tell the difference. Ex. I know he can I, tell the difference. <laughs> I play. I play it pretty religiously. I don't know. I, I don't know if I like it more than the standard Pro V1. I just have had probably some good rounds with it, and I think it's just kind of a placebo thing for me. But that's just kind of what I play and buy. Yeah. Again, I'm a I'm a one X guy as well. Um, Are you going to be anymore. switching to the Callaway now? I'm going to be switching to Chrome Soft as. Uh, oh yeah. That is going to oh. be my staff package. So, uh, yeah. You're a Callaway I mean, staffer. Callaway, Callaway staffer, staffer, correct. Yeah. So I'll be switching to the Chrome Sauce, which are still great golf ball. Team Callaway. I so. think all of the top brands are coming out with great golf balls. Like, I know I've played my share of TP5s and Chrome Shops. 
to mm-hmm. just kind of hitting them or whatever, and I don't yeah. think I feel much difference. Yeah. Kirklands and yeah. et cetera. I was coming up with uh, some new technology this, <laughs> the old this, uh, this winter, too, as well. They got some new golf balls coming in, coming into the stores, coming to the shelves that we've uh, kind of, the, the staffers have kind of got to see behind the scenes. Mm. Some new Chrome Softs that have been coming out with a well, little bit of a I'm looking forward to the Chrome cover. Soft LS. The, low the lower spin. spins. Yeah. Right. yeah. Those, those, are, those have been out for a while already. They have been out. Yeah, they yeah, have see, been. I've yeah, been uh, now they're, I want to try them out. that. They're yeah. okay. Yeah. Because I'm a Chrome Soft guy, too. So-and-so was playing those. So-and-so. Last episode. <laughs> our, our guy? Our guy. Our guy down in Bama. Mm-hmm. Chetty. Chetty. Yeah, he's playing Chetty. the LSs. And yeah, he's a Callaway um, guy, too. So I don't want to drag this out any longer, but uh, what kind of balls would we be playing here at Invictus? Actually, we have uh, Pro V1s and TP5s in the yeah. bays. We have an assortment of balls, oh. um, but for the most part, we... We keep them pretty premium. I think it adds uh, to the experience. Oh yeah, and like just having the consistency of of feeling that that better ball and yeah, I think definitely makes a difference. I've heard it makes a difference. Yeah, it definitely it, does. On the sims, the it actually sims does itself. make a difference. Yeah. yeah, it does make a difference. With the sensors yeah. and everything. You actually the spin rate definitely go. You see the spin rate go up. You see the Changes. control go up. Yeah, everything like that. It actually does matter to the golf ball you are hitting. Hmm. That's cool. Uh, favorite course to play in Manitoba. It's a hard Lab. one. Favorite course to play in the... <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, I've worked there for since I was oh, 16. Oh, come on. It's not lab, but... It's, you can't say lab. It's not lab. I think Corey Oaks. I love Corey. Oh. I think Corey Oaks is one of my favorite golf courses. Do you courses. have a, a nine or an 18 or a rotation? I yeah. love Oak Corey. Oak Corey. Yeah. can be gone. It could be an 18-hole course, and I would be totally happy. <laughs> for me, honorable mention to Glendale, because I love that place, and I'll probably not leave for a while. Um, but... I uh, probably Falcon Lake. I think uh-huh. my buddies and I, we over Ashton and I, and one of our other buddies went there this year, and I've gone there uh, a few times with my dad in the last few years, and mm-hmm. I love that place. I always play well there. I think that definitely adds to it, but mm-hmm. it's uh, they keep it in great shape and yeah. it's got some nice holes. Yeah, beautiful. What about Sean? you guys? Favorite course? Sean. Sean. Sean loves Southwood. Oh, yeah, probably Southwood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Southwood Sean, you've only things. played like two golf oh. courses in Manitoba, though, so well, I don't think it matters. We're on this year. Yeah. <laughs> don't call him out. He yeah, knows his yeah. business. <laughs> he only plays at the nicest courses. <laughs> Southwood. Shout Southwood. out to Southwood. Yeah, yeah. I love Southwood. They yeah. keep it in pretty neat shape out there. Oh, yeah. I was in great shape this year. I only went. I went there once this year with Colin and a couple other guys, and it was awesome. Um, super good shape, and uh, we played it from the back teeth, which was an immense challenge, yeah. unlike anything else I've played in Manitoba. So a lot of fun. Yeah, I will say the difference in tee boxes there, having played yeah. it quite often. Usually, I'll play a blue-white combo. Yeah. But if you go to the golds, and then the blacks are the tips. But if you go to the golds, it's a completely different course than yeah. say playing a blue-white yeah. combo. Yeah, that's and what, and it's kind of similar to. I mean, really any. Anything like even Glendale, you kind of get that as as well because they'll play. I think from the white so, Southwood, blues. especially though. Like I know, um, especially Colin was telling me like um, the black tees and like almost nobody there even plays them. No. Even the better golfers there just play the golds. Yep. Like they don't even play the black tees on a regular basis. So mm-hmm. it's cool to to have that kind of challenge. I think it's like closer to seventy four hundred yards, which is even mm-hmm. above tour average. So pretty cool. Yeah, certainly witnessing that at the Manitoba Open. Yeah. Oh, and when the wind like, whips up. Jeez, we're looking at where these guys are hitting and and then I look at yeah, either the whites or the blues and they're 100 150 up. Yeah, it's a big difference. 
Anyway, I was like, I don't. Rory know. actually caddied in that event. I did. Yeah, they won. Oh, wow. I was lucky enough to to caddy for a guy from Toronto. His name his name was James. Great dude. Um, we didn't end up uh, making the cut, but uh, such a cool experience for me, being someone who. Uh, wants to try to get into that competitive world of golf a little bit more and kind of mm. seeing what it takes to be at that level was, was mm. a pretty cool experience. Yeah, you notice there's a bit of a change in oh, the, yeah, well, probably mentality out there, yeah. getting out there and playing, yeah. Yeah. I think just the, the level of play from those guys too. Again, like I know we talk about it a lot, like those guys that play on like the PGA of Canada, like the PGA Tour Canada, mm -hmm. like some of those guys will never even sniff the actual PGA and they're Tour. So and good. they're so good, right? <laughs> they're those so guys good. hit every fairway. They hit 17 out of 18 greens. They stripe it. They stripe it, right? And they're still probably yeah, crazy. never going to sniff the PGA Tour. It's just amazing what those guys do with those golf clubs and that little white ball. Like we, mm. You think me and Rory, we think we're pretty good golfers, but we go play against yeah. those guys and we get rinsed right yeah, so it's yeah. just a whole different game yeah, we, we don't crazy. but um what would be your <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, roma what's your bucket list course in manitoba in manitoba yeah manitoba. what, what have you played yeah. that you want to play have you have you guys not played anything that you guys um, obviously want to get out to or southwood's you... definitely on there because yeah, you heard, gotta come uh, to gotta play mm, yeah. roy's been telling me about it nice uh, i know a guy there so we know a few guys there yeah yeah and uh i think uh I think St. Charles. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't, uh, I hear a lot of hype around it. I hear a lot of different things. Mixed mix reviews. I mean, obviously, um, it's, it's nice. But. It definitely can't be a shitty golf course. So, <laughs> yeah, it's I, not. People are, I don't know, I think it's hyped a lot. And yeah. then people go and they're like, oh, this isn't Augusta. I but, think that's kind of, but what it's I've also probably one of the nicest yeah, golf courses sure. I've played in, no, in the province. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Not the, I, I know, think I'm people just hype it up like it's Augusta and then it turns out to be just a very nice golf course in Manitoba. And it is beautiful. Yeah. It's pristine and there's, for sure. you won't see, uh, you won't see, you know. And it's a city course. For a city yeah, course. That's true. Right. Very, and they, holes in the city yeah. is weird. We yeah, haven't that's... played it yet since the McKenzie redo. They're redoing yeah. the Ross right yeah. now. Um, yeah, we got to get out there with Brace. We'll get out Grace there with Bryce. Yeah. Uh, and Sean's, uh, his bucket list course he said earlier was uh, Assiniboine, I think he said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He the Boneyard. Just for the, the men's bone league. Just yeah. bucket list course is actually lap. <laughs> just, just so we can that's that true. Out there. Yeah, he wants to come uh, out to that's lap. My, that's mine, too. That's mine. Um, most memorable course you've ever played anywhere? Anywhere in the world? Yeah. I think uh, I was... Uh, just after I turned 16, um, my family went on a trip to uh, B uh, to Alberta. We were actually, well, we were going to BC, but we stopped on our way and uh, and played at Kananakis. Mm. That was uh, yeah. it's a very beautiful golf course, very picturesque. Um, that was pretty. I mean, I wasn't hitting the ball too well when I was still getting started yeah. there, but um, yeah, no, it was a great experience. It's an amazing golf course. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Heard good things. Yeah, and yeah, really good things. A very obtainable. Uh, like you, if you're going out that way, you gotta you gotta go to those oh, mountain absolutely. courses. Yeah. Absolutely, for sure. For me, uh, I when I was 16, I went on a road trip out west as well. I got to play two of the premier courses in BC: Predator Ridge Ooh. and uh, Tobiano. And those nice. two were absolutely gorgeous. I wish I could get to do it again now, where I think I would appreciate it even more, knowing how much more I care about golf now. Mm -hmm. So definitely two places I'd like to go back, but 
Yeah. So pretty. Like, just so picturesque. If you get a chance, uh, ask Sandy Kersiba about Predator Ridge. Oh, yeah. And then grab a seat for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> or I think if you ask Sandy Kersiba about anything, <laughs> you have to pull up a seat for an hour. But, but this especially, because yeah. he was the pro there when they started. Wow, when they opened it. That's like Predator Ridge. I did not know that. Uh, listen to episode one of the pod, yeah. season one. one, one. Ten, I don't know. No, season Where one. Was it the first one? Season one. I think it was the first one. Epi one season Epi one, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's a little grainy, but you guys can chop through it. Um, loved the, the there's just multiple stories. Number one. Uh, you got the tunes going now. Helicoptering in sand to the bunkers really? was one thing. Yeah. Is that and they then, do that there? Yeah, and then wow. he played with John Daly in like a... Yeah, I think it was a, a pro-am. pro-am. That's pretty cool. At yeah. Predator Ridge. That's got to be a bucket list some, guy to play some with. Some pretty yeah. cool stories sure, there. You'd have some good golf um, stories. So we should do a golf trip with Sandy to Predator Ridge. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Bucket list course anywhere in the world. We're not accepting Augusta as an answer. Fair. Because it's usually number one. And if you want to say that Augusta's not. It's not. Don't say it. <laughs> Augusta isn't my bucket list course. I think it's actually it uh, before... Um, I think it would have been maybe one of the TPCs, but uh, I think now that I've been working here for the last month and a half, oh. I think it's uh, Mission <laughs> Hills. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mission Hills in, in China. China. So uh, that's one of the first courses Sean put us on in the Sims, and that course would make anybody want to pull their hair out, I think. But I think it'd be a pretty cool experience to play that uh, play that course, which is where, something we'll, uh, we'll touch on Where in the China end. is it? Uh, uh, Mission Hill is kind of like a company, so they have... 10 cores in China. Right. Mm. Mainly in Shenzhen, uh, Guangzhou, those places. Yeah. That's sick cores. All right. Wow. Yeah. We'll to get, we'll so we're going to get the jet and we're going to go there and we're going to oh, play yeah. it. Is that what's going on? So actually, like, quickly touch on that. Uh, we <laughs> have uh, coming in May. May. Um, me, Sean, and Rory are actually going to be going to China. Wow. And uh, we'll be wow. we'll be teaching, uh, teaching some lessons out there, playing some golf out there with some juniors. Kind of be a... Kind of a project that I think we're, we're, we're working on together, kind of a oh, tour kind excellent. of thing. So we'll be heading there in May, teaching a good group of juniors out there, kind mm-hmm. of letting them, because golf in China is the, really expensive. Not, like, not like it is here, right? You mm-hmm. can't just go out and play a Cinnaboy for 30 bucks at 7 o'clock, right? It's a we're very lab. expensive. Land is worth a lot out there. It's a very expensive sport. It's more of a luxury kind of thing. So we're hoping to bring, bring them out there, mm-hmm. play some golf with them, and then uh, bring those same group of kids back here come around August. Of 2024 and uh, put them to work. Canada. Oh, <laughs> tour, <laughs> tour to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we could do that too. I guess. I gotta <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad job. Working but, uh, the Sims. No, actually, we're that's gonna, awesome. We're gonna take them in tour Canada. We'll play. Uh, we'll go. Eat, we'll go west, and then we'll go. Pl- we'll go play out in the east too. The Nova Scotia, the Cabot Links, oh, Cabot yeah. Cliffs. We'll kind of bring Sick. those kids everywhere. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of a goal that uh, Sean has, and uh, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna help him help him bring it to life. That's awesome. That's the goal. Uh, and uh, double L Neil, what's yeah. your uh, bucket list course? Bucket double list L. course. Um, I've kind of always been a big TPC Sawgrass fan. It's kind of just one of the more iconic ones you see on tour every year at the Players. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just like the way they keep the course uh, on TV. Like it looks so pretty. I've actually mm-hmm. heard some mixed reviews that it's not as cool or, or uh, as you see on on TV. But it's the Island Green. Yeah, the Island Green and just yeah. some iconic holes like that. And um, Augusta probably would have been my answer, but that's fair to not accept that. 
just too, I don't know. Too generic. I don't know if you guys have, this isn't our first episode. I'm not sure if you listen to any of the other ones, but. Uh, <laughs> I have. Uh, <laughs> I actually haven't. That's I have fair. I don't want you now. Don't some worry. Some people do, some people one, don't. Season one, Sandy Graceva tonight. Uh, it's two and a half hours. I guess it's just an obvious <laughs> choice, maybe for most, but, um, and some people have. Yeah. Actually only one. Yeah. But um, one of our guests. Did play it twice. Twice, wow. yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, last one, our last John Ricchetti. John. Yeah. So we're going to go down to Alabama. Jetty. We're going to go to China. we got a hole in the freezer truck tour now that's going to be yeah, worldwide Yeah, they have direct now. flights from Alabama to China now. Oh, uh, really? WestJet <laughs> does, I think. <laughs> they're, they're, they got a big hub in Alabama, does WestJet. <laughs> uh, Romo, career low round. 69 at Glendale, actually. Ooh. To be fair, it was from the Whites. It was my practice round for the PAT. But oh, that's uh, yeah, right. six, six, nine that's at Glendale. Fun. Breaking nice. 70 at Glendale. Rory? No matter what team. Uh, it was that 68 in the club championship. Right. Yeah. I had August. Cup. Yeah. I, See, I, said, I said August. <laughs> you oh, wrote it, it on there? August. Oh, look at that. You got it written down for 68 me. 68 at Glendale, yeah. question mark? That was, I think I had a couple others this year right around there but i don't think i i don't never gone lower than 68 that's pretty damn good isn't it 68 yeah so that's me from the back he's in competition so that was i yeah. was pretty impressed with that i think it was it would be more impressive than the other 68s without more did recreational sell did you selly in the in the steam room i did not no. i was pretty shaken up didn't really know how <laughs> to react um i actually had to have Monsignor a couple or frenchy yeah. weren't getting you to pound some beers or no, anything i like actually that. i had to have a couple <laughs> beers on the back nine uh to calm the nerves because I was four under through nine at the front, so I had to calm down a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Obviously. Um, no, I know that feeling. Yeah. Nah, no. <laughs> yeah. Get we there. talked yeah. a little bit about lessons in golf and teaching. Um, with that, would you ever attach fashion tips <laughs> Potentially, because you guys are quite stylish. Mike, if you're asking me to take you on a shopping trip, I'm sorry, but I don't know if we can fix. Actually, what, do we got, what do we got going here? What do we got going here? We got some this is Swanies. Swanies. What we got, Lulu? This I think is you look good, Mike. This is uh, whatever. I didn't. I didn't know I was gonna get picked apart here. I think you look good. You're, you're the one who brought up the fashion. I, I, actually, I, I, think, I need a new fit. I, I think when we're looking at, it, I think we're not too bad here, actually. No. I'm glad I dressed up yeah, to come yeah, here, no. but uh, you guys are. are very fashionable. So Get some you. Black Friday or we Cyber Monday that. sales. Yeah. Where are you guys? Where are you guys? ourselves on Where are you guys shopping so, yeah. in the next two days? Um, do a whole lot of Black Friday shopping. I know maybe my girlfriend's gonna drag me out to the mall. Yeah, like, she might. Yeah, I don't know if I, I do know. too much of the Black Friday <laughs> shopping. Probably Golf Town, if anywhere. I don't really care for anything other than my golf clothes at this point. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. I'll be stuck here at Invictus swinging yeah, it. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe uh, G4 has some good Black yeah. Friday. They Melbourne. probably don't because they're like. Melbourne. No. Yeah. Shout out Melbourne. Sean's Sean favorite golf company. Oh yeah. They got some very nice. You have a Melbourne. Albin shirt, don't you? I do, yes. Pretty expensive. Yeah. How much did you pay for that? Uh, it was a gift. Oh, wow. yeah. That'll but a nice terry cloth. Uh, oh, I wore yeah. it at Glendale <laughs> and did not get a, removed from the golf course. It's, <laughs> a, it's yeah. a very interesting shirt. I was yeah. with Mooney and Bell at the time. They're like, we might get a letter for this. I'm like, nah, <laughs> you won't. Malvin. Shout out to them. Um, it's starting to become a party here. Yeah, lots oh, yeah. of yeah, yeah, We should have started, we started at here. nine. We started way too early. Our late nights got pretty lively here, actually. This is maybe a PSA but more so a question too in that 
people are doing screen golf in winter in the summer i leave my clubs in this car quite a bit yeah uh don't come and find them um <laughs> yeah but just don't park them with an open uh right. jeep in the parking lot in, in westwood that happened and oh. <laughs> our shit got rifled through um but you shouldn't but be dirt, coming dirty mike and the boys is that what it was dirty mike and the boys <laughs> yeah they, uh, they had a soup kitchen soup kitchen they, they had a soup kitchen in my cherokee <laughs> nice, nice uh we'll put that on a t-shirt um but you shouldn't become a screen golf with cold clubs. Have you guys looked into this or what? No. So actually, our clubs our don't clubs are, leave the building. Yeah, we leave ours here, and and we're oh, gonna man. actually have lockers likely down the line for people. Oh, uh, smart. With, we're gonna have membership packages so people can leave them here. Mm. Um, I have heard that before. Actually, I brought my clubs in today, just they first time I left, and they were pretty cold. So yeah. So what's the story behind that? Are you gonna tell us you swung a driver and snapped it, or? No, I've heard stories. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're leaving your clubs in your car over winter, your grips can like sh shrink up. Oh yeah, they'll crack. Uh, uh, especially with steel irons and such steel um, shafts mm -hmm. it's it's worse graphite not as much right. as you're not getting as much uh, shrinkage and, and expendation uh, <laughs> what was that word again he spelled that for me expendation yeah X language of origin yeah we're getting into a spelling bee here but you can tell Mike is very impressionable he sees anything it's, uh, it's actually it. uh, very scientific. Actually, I was going to say the, the rubber <laughs> shrinking in the cold actually does, definitely uh, does make sense. Yeah. But uh, physically, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we had asked a, a previous screen golf uh, interview mm -hmm. and they were going to do a test on, you know, room temperature clubs versus uh, like a cold Colder, club yeah. that had just come out of the car. Right. Uh, I don't think we ever got the results of that, but I think it does make a difference. And, and I've heard of people breaking clubs, glue, like brakes and epoxy. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually epoxy had a, I had a driver break a couple years ago at the golf dome, actually, after bringing my clubs out of a cold car. Whether that was due to it being cold or not, I don't know, but it, it, I did have that uh, happen, so it. who knows? Could be some we'll correlation. We'll blame it on the cold. It could be some correlation. This, is, uh, this, is, this information is right from Golf Digest. Okay, okay there you go. So there you Guy are. does his research. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at all those papers and uh, printed in color. Moving on. <laughs> Again, printed to in color. To a more credible question. Uh, Roma, what's your favorite condiment? Favorite condiment? Well, I hate relish. So let's 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 do process of elimination. Oh, okay. okay. Hate relish. What about yeah. pickles? Do you eat pickles? Love pickles. But Love you don't pickles. like relish. You know, I'm the same way. So I'll what? back them up. But you look at, like, dude, if you but open you a jar like of relish and you think, no, I love sweet pickles. Okay. I don't like sweet pickles. <laughs> I prefer non-sweet pickles. I love any kind of pickle. Like, come on, like pickles are good. Pickles and cheese. <laughs> no pickles relish. and anything. Pickles are peas. But like, uh, if you open a jar of that, relish, though. you I look at that. You tell me you want to put that on a hot dog, Mike. Like, I think we got to talk more more about your outfit, like your hot dog. The condiment choice. I that used to not like. Horrible. I used to not like relish, and then I turned 25, and then there you go. It's an age thing. So it's, it's an acquired it's taste. It's an acquired taste. Five years before I start to like relish. Yeah, acquired taste. Pretty okay. well. Okay. Favorite condiment. I'll, I'll, I'll update you in five years if I still like. If I still hate relish. We'll or get not. you back on the show. Yeah. yeah. No, I think uh, my favorite condiment would probably be mayo. Is that a condiment? Ah, That's yeah, great. Yeah. No, great yeah. answer. I, I love mayo. I feel like ketchup and mustard are probably the generic answers, right? 
I don't know. Yeah. We've heard some hot sauce. I'm going to go Mayo. off the board here. Can I go teriyaki sauce? Ooh, wow. Yeah, you sure can. Yeah, that so might be our first. I think yeah. Sean his favorite condiment. Sean's oh, yeah. favorite condiment? Well, I go with mayo, too. Mayo? Oh, mayo, mayo guy. I like mayo. mayo. Mayo's good. Yeah. You, you dabble in the spice? Well, yeah. spicy things, I like it. Actually, no, Sean, yeah. uh, Sean hit some spice today at clay yeah, oven. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> asked for the the not the extra spicy, but the spicy, and yeah. uh, dude was waving the waiter down for some water. He oh, needed yeah. it bad. You've you, you've used one of the twelve washrooms here then uh, <laughs> <laughs> today. Yeah, definitely today hits me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Uh, because I, I start hanging always Ashton and Rory, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he blames everything on us somehow. But. I would too. <laughs> what kind of eats can we expect here at Invictus uh, when come time? Oh, well, uh, pizza, sandwiches, uh, finger food, mm. chicken wings. Nice. Basically, we can do a lot of things here. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of condiments. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, the hospitality so far has been great. Yeah. Exactly. It has been fantastic. And also, I mean, looking at the staff here and seeing some of the staff profiles on Instagram, everyone's a fucking model. Let's be honest about it. We've seen it. We know it. Yeah, Everyone's a model that works here. No way I could work here, especially after my fashion's <laughs> been picked apart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mike actually got to lose 30 he sent, pounds. He sent me the text and he's like, you think I can get a part-time job here? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, not a no. chance. <laughs> I got a membership. Yeah, you got to be about 20 years younger and a little bit hotter. Yeah, I know how to play. Mahjong. 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 Yeah, yeah Ashton's become addicted yeah, to this I one. Mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's a lot of fun. It goes, it goes back to like the two back-to-back 2 a.m.ers playing that. It's just like, I don't know. I'm I'm a huge card game kind of guy. Yeah. Like, I grew up playing cards with my grandparents a lot. Mm. I, like, it's just something that I've always enjoyed doing. I think it's a great way to spend time with the people you enjoy being around. I right. think like... I mean, I don't want to sound like it's kind of like I don't want to sound like I'm Mike's age here. Like it I don't is. know what it my cell phone like is. Golf. Like I don't like to spend time with people. But like, <laughs> um, you know, I think it's just like a, a good thing to get away from the computers and the cell phone and like the mm-hmm. outside world. And you know, you just sit down with people you enjoy, play some play some card games, play a game. And yeah. I, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I also like it because I usually play with again all Chinese people, right? Because it's not a usually yeah. a white person game. So, so I love when me and Ashton are the only two white people in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg. Play Mahjong. Mahjong. So I mean, oh, I love really? it when okay. you sit down and you start beating these guys at Maja and they don't know how or why. Yep. I mean, it's, pr- it's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I love to learn how to play and then... We're going to go play right now. And then once, you know, once I maybe win, I take a picture of it with my uh, with my disposable camera and then I fax it to my yep. friends. <laughs> See, Mike, now you're talking more of like your age. You're like, I don't know. What? You guys don't do that? Anyways. JR, oh, wrap man. this okay. up. So. Okay, all right. We'll get into it. It is the back nine lightning round. That was for Bryce Malachowski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. Wow. This was a time. This was awesome. It's like all the other podcasts where they kind of just ramp up and uh, it turned out really great. Yeah. Sean, thank you so much for the hospitality. Invictus, we're going to have you guys on our link tree. Just go check it out. <laughs> go to our social medias. Click on what, our bios and the link tree will be right there. And uh, what you can guys can you, come uh, here and What party. can you leave us with? What can you leave our listeners with as why they should come and enjoy Invictus? Well, definitely we're different. Different with all indoor golf. Oh yeah, we see that just yeah. in the lounge area here. Like I said, I don't even have to golf here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I try to build up the environment that you uh, come here not only for golf, because we uh, 
cooperate with Diluca Coffee. We have a fancy mm. coffee machine. Mm. We want you guys to come, have a coffee, have a beer, watch the games, and play hard. We kind of like focusing on lifestyle yeah. instead yeah. of just focusing golf. Yeah. Just, yeah. just a place to come enjoy and, you know, just hang out with your buddies. And I think uh, to touch on what Sean said earlier, just, you know, the food that we have and might be a bit more than the other places. Just we have, we have the kind of the full kitchen involved. And uh, so, yeah, it's just kind of just being more than just a golf simulator, I think. Yeah. And it's a, a good place to party, good place to sit down. Come here, celebrate some Christmas stuff, because uh, you just got to check it out in person. I don't know if we can explain how, how nice it is, but we'll take some video here. We'll throw speechless. them up on our social. Absolutely but yeah. speechless. Uh, we really do, again, appreciate yeah. the hospitality. Thanks Romo, for having us. Romo, anything else you want to say before we cut you off or before I cut you off? Want to give a shout out, uh, shout out to your girlfriend? St. James Canucks. Maybe your uh, coach. James. Your coach, Blair Mooney. Blake Harris. Yeah, shout out, shout out Moons. Uh, shout out Matty. He texted me during My girlfriend, this. yeah. Shout out Maddie, my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, if we were on the spot there, I wasn't really going to give her a shout out, but I guess we are now, so. <laughs> You're shout welcome. Out, I saved you. Shout out to uh, Scott Forkan. Yeah, definitely Forky. shout out Scotty for sure. Hel- sh- uh, shout out Hairball, Sig, those guys in the coaching staff, Mick as well. All the, of, all the guys involved with there, the Knox. Yeah. Great, manage- great management team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, top management team, top notch sure. organization. Yeah, yeah. Great, great, great equipment yeah. manager as well. Yeah, great that helmet stickers. That guy knows how to do the wheels there for sure. <laughs> right and on. Shout out to the timekeeper. All right. Anyways, you guys have a great night. Thank you so much for having so us. So long. So long. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot.